How are you doing? I'm fine. Might wait for a few people to roll in and um, load up some breakfast here or something. Um, did you get your? Were you able to get yourself some Monero yesterday? Uh, no, I, I didn't, but I bought some stuff. Some it was kind of a lithium beautiful e- easy money. <laughs> I get dropped to like uh, from 165 to like 100 bucks, That's and it was kind of you know just had to go on to kraken here in the u.s um they've still got it um and just basically transferred some um stuff from another exchange and then just picked it up no problem um i've never had my like connections to like banking and whatever for kraken in the past so i don't want to wait for all that shit because i will do confirmations and whatnot so i just transferred something and usdc or whatever swapped it no problem um there wasn't a particularly expensive transfer fee. I mean, an exchange fee or anything there. It's pretty good. <clears throat> so, it's still on Kraken, right? So, I, I what's that? I'm saying it's still on Kraken, which is kind of weird, right? Why, why Binance is making that decision or taking that step? And Kraken? I think it's because, um, technically speaking, Kraken, you know, you you're using a KYC location so if you're buying it there the implication is that your money your your name is already tied to it to some extent and a vast majority of people know that they just use the same exchanges and stuff all the time so Hmm. it's not too complicated like you're not going to have some criminal or something send their money to their monero to kraken and try to like pull out a bunch of money because it'll be reported, the right? in itself is completely stupid. I mean, if people are using it, they, you, you won't be able to actually, yeah, whatever, you know, they still operate that shit no matter what, mm-hmm. you know. That's how I see crime. <laughs> it's just a part of humanity, I guess. Yeah. It's, it's like, of course, you don't want to make it easy. You don't want to invite them, right? But this whole OFAC, blah, 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 is mostly political. It's not really about suppressing crime, you know. Yeah, I mean, the, the number of true sort of like crimes that are actually either committed or whatever is probably limited. Plus, there's not that much liquidity in Monero. I mean, like to do to do big, big time crimes and shit, you know, if you if you want to buy a gun without a serial number, I mean, here in Europe, it's a different story, but definitely not in crypto. You know, people want to have cash, right? It's like, <laughs> yeah, people just use cash generally. It's like, um, you crazy or what? <laughs> put a tag on my head you know it's like yeah i just picked up so i picked up the um monero at these cheap prices um a lot of people don't realize that monero is already fully mined so what was it kind of like um i think it was like a i think by the time my fund my damn like i sent some funds via polygon it took so much time that 
I think the thing went up to like, I think it up went to like 120 by the time I actually bought it. So it's not that great, but it was like, it dropped down to about a hundred. But um, I didn't pick it up at the exact bottom like I ought to have. I, I was sort of thinking about it and thinking about, ah, do I want to get some? And then I was like, yeah, I want to get some. So it's like, <laughs> so it's like I picked it up at about 120 or so. It's fine. You, you bought some at 150, right? So like two days ago, you said, I no, um, you didn't. Okay. No, no, I didn't get any, any yet. So that I was sort of waiting to like, um, yeah, I hadn't bought it at 150. This is the first, like, so I got, I got it. Um, I was thinking of it, but I, I, I didn't actually pull the trigger because I don't know, maybe act of God or something. And, um, <laughs> so I was like, uh, I was getting my Kraken account ready and everything to go. And I was about to get it and I was like, ah, let's take a look. Maybe it'll dip. And then, um, and then it did of course. And so fine. But, um, yeah, at this, at this level, um, it's not bad because, um, at like a hundred bucks, I mean, right now it's like only 2.4 billion market cap. And it could dip further, like um, hard to tell with these dumps, you know, what's going to happen. But we're basically back down to levels from like summer of 2022. And, um, you know, like, I, I guess the question is like, because it's sort of fixed supply at this point, um, token mix is good. You know, a little bit of tail emissions to keep the miners going. And it seems like hash rate seems to maintain pretty well. We and then see. you know we can use the we can use the XMR basically to pair in Zephyr Swap, and we'll have to see what the the, the yields are on that. And, but you could um, assume that these are just the market makers dumping their whatever, right? It's just like they they can't trade it anymore in Binance, and they just dump. It. I don't I don't know if it was yeah market makers because they you would imagine like they probably would have dumped even before the the audience, right? Like I don't know, um, I'm not sure what this was plus there's like futures trading and stuff in binance someone was complaining about that that this could have been just like shorting essentially and futures shorting it may not be reflective of like the true movement of much coin yeah. actually yeah but yeah it's not like, like suddenly a bunch of people went and dumped or whatever but um yeah i'm not sure hey zen what are you up to um about to work i always oh. miss your spaces Oh yeah, yeah, because you're always at work or doing work. No. <laughs> you no, I just don't look at. I haven't been looking at Twitter. I I hate this place. Yeah, I, it, I, seems, I, it seems like everyone. Every time you show up somewhere, everyone uh, attacks you for some reason. I'm I'm a I'm a hateable hateable person. Yeah, I also like my drunk self saw you in there, and I was like, oh, friend. And I DM'd you thinking thinking you'd make me feel better and you didn't. So I appreciate that. Yeah, you kind of came and you kind of went. The, like the um the what's it called? The there was that dude that was just um just like going off on you, calling you a bitch and a liar and it's stuff. A, it's pretty funny. It's a common a common thing on the internet. They, but, they, uh, but the thing is like me, are yeah. you a bitch and a liar though? Like come clean. Oh yeah. Yeah, okay. big time. So he was um, right then. Okay, so I was like, okay, well, just making sure. Not so much liar. I wouldn't say liar. Sometimes, sometimes okay. I can say like I'm. I don't think I lie as much as the average person. But mm. if someone looks at me and looks at my purebred Samoya dog and says, "Oh, you rescued her, right?" Um, I'm gonna say yes. You know, I don't okay. want to deal with, you know, so. Uh, so that kind of thing, that kind of thing, I'll, I'll lie. 
Okay. But I don't think it's not very often, really. A few lies to sort of like get around unnecessary conversations. Yes, okay. I lie. Yes, but if if it's too long, I can't. I have a face that kind of unfortunately lets you know what I'm thinking. So it can't yeah. be too big of a lie or I will get caught. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, are, are you a bitch and a liar? Mm, not really. I don't lie too much. Uh, are you Are you a bitch? I'm not too bitchy either. Not really. No. Can't say I am. I mean, I could work on it, you know what I mean? Like, maybe I could take some lessons or something. Is that like, is that karate classes? You know how they do classes and you like punch and stuff and whatever? Like, is there like a lesson you could take? I'm being a bad bitch. Yeah, like, you know, like it's like Brazilian jiu-jitsu or something, but it's like learn how to be a bitch instead. Um, I could probably, I could start one. I could do one. I, I would think like... On the West Coast, at least, there's probably classes, like maybe in like Portland or something. Like, there's some areas I'm sure there's classes, right? On, I mean, like, on how to be a bitch. Yeah, like I wonder how much they cost. I think it's online, or you have like it's got to be in person. Someone has to slap you periodically. I mean, to be fair, though, to be fair, I'm learning because I don't know shit about business. I don't know. <laughs> I don't understand it, and I hate it. It makes me angry. Um, but I'm learning like being a bitch is actually very good. Like if you're too empathetic, when you have someone in a chokehold, you're just, you're just throwing away a good opportunity. So like, I know you could go to college or you could go to college or you could just like, remember that like, you're supposed to sell stuff for more than the price that you buy it. That's pretty much business right there. But you, yep, but you, it. but you know what I'm talking about, or mm-hmm. like, if, never mind. I don't know. I'm boring yeah. myself. I hate, I hate thinking about this. I just want to be rich. I mean, that's it. I don't want to have. To, I don't want to have to do anything. I just want the money. To be honest, do you I'm typically like tired. pick up like lottery tickets and things, or no? You just no. I'm not like that. No. Okay. Okay. I just figure if I keep begging. I keep begging rich people to just give me money one of these days. Well, I got a small bag of money like that came in um, like a few years back. um, I had some participation in something. And then like this thing called Apollo Dows, they sent me some coins, like an airdrop type of thing. I took that, um, that money and I immediately sold it because like the price of the airdrop was ridiculously high. Sold that, and then I was sitting there waiting, and then this dimension thing opened up, what, day before yesterday or something, and I went and bought that with that. Um, That pumped like crazy because it's brand new, and people just do stupid shit. It doubled, so I sold it yesterday. Um, So that's that's like... Can I have that? That's that I made a little bit of money that way, you know? Can I can I have those profits? No. Oh, okay. The hell, like, like no. Why are you, wait, why are you, what, what, what's with the attitude? I need to, like, I need to use that for something. What are you going to use it for? Oh, my God. Someone sent me, like, 600 calendar, in, calendar invites, and they're like, just, like, 
lighting up my, my phone like a Christmas tree here. Hold up a second. Um, oh, what am I going to use it for? Um, well, I have like, I've got to buy um, some more Zephyr here. So I need to like 10x my money. And then once I've done that, I need to get like Zephyr tokens at the bottom. And then that's going to, you know, 100x. And then, um, yeah, like that's the plan. Just, we, what are we at with Zephyr? Um, it's about 12 bucks. So it like it, it dropped off quite a lot as these things do. And it's kind of flattening out. So like we're moving in the, I think next step is to run. So typically in crypto, like what ha the simple thing is like, usually you have like um, these kind of pullbacks in the price of things, right? It usually lasts about three to six months max. And if you're getting closer and closer, to, so we're like, three plus months now everything pumped like november october so that's like december january february so we're at three months usually everything runs like the clock is now ticking within three months like at some point everything's going to run either you get a dump and then a run or everything just runs from here so all you have to do is like watch for that and then like um the closer you get to that six month mark you just throw money in and it goes up and it's easy that's really all there is to it like there's nothing like it's that simple in crypto like the movements are that fast three to six months so you can usually double your money pretty easily in those swings that makes sense anyway it's That's what i do more than double huh? more than double yeah but like come but but like double nominally like um even in a bear market you can usually double your money um in these kinds of like every three month swings or so it's pretty straightforward actually um, you just have to keep watch, keep an eye on it. So I think everything's about to run, like pretty close. So it's like throw your money in some things, watch the much number go up, and um, yeah, like Zen. Like a good one would be like a simple thing would be like Link Chain Link. You know, it's on every exchange. You pick it up, wait like I don't know, ten months, probably you know three to five extra money and exit, and then you're done. That's what I do. I yep. buy. I buy when everyone's screaming and crying i buy when everyone's complaining about losing their house and their yeah their whole life is falling apart and then i forget about it and yeah, then i there's... sell i sell when people are like this is going to a million or like people start talking about something then i'm then yeah I'm that's fair that's fair like just yeah buy the blood I don't, I don't think about you. it yeah you even... like remember like when there was like um like mental health spaces and shit going on like you yeah, I, I don't even. It's like it was. It's, People are so upset that they were kind of like my NFTs and whatever other bullshit went to zero, and um, they're well, having they're, mental they're health. They're new. Faces. They're babies. Yeah, they're they having their mental they don't health. Understand faces. what's going on? That's how you know you're supposed to buy. So you're you're right. Yeah, like, that's, that's, that's about right. <laughs> no, unironically, that's like because they're they're selling at that point because they think it's going to go to zero. So what happens is is they're like panicking and whatever, and then you buy whatever that is. Um, problem solved. Yep. Yeah, anyone who's been here like the last year and a half is going to do fine, probably. Just hold whatever you have and it all goes up. Maybe maybe about a year or so from here, things start running. So yeah, that's what we were talking about yesterday. So, like, man. There's usually... different kinds of traders and there's definitely a type. Like I know a type that yeah, will there's... make millions yeah, there's types and then lose like all me. of it. Like they get obsessed. Yeah, they're retarded. Yeah, they, like they, you have to keep your money. That's that's important. Um, so yeah, there, there's like simple secrets to this. It's not a big deal. Like um, like take for example, mm, I don't know. Like there's been some different things that run this year. 
um, it doesn't make sense to jump into the stuff that's already sort of run because they're likely to um, get you in trouble. But like yesterday, XMR dumped 30, 36% because um, Binance delisted it, dropped to like 100 bucks. Now it's 130. You could have made 30% in like a day um, if you just sort of watched that and picked it up. So anyway, stuff like that. Like if you're keeping an eye on a few things, like the opportunity shows up basically. So that's what we kind of like uh, chill and try to figure out. So it's like, yeah, the the next big thing is going to be for Zephyr. Um, I think February 28th or something like that. They may be releasing the new um, decentralized privacy decks for that. And um, one of the sources of FUD for privacy tokens is they're going to get delisted because they're going to be made kind of illegal um, in the sense that like mm, Europe is not interested in them and whatever else. So what you can do is you can get them on different places, but the problem is what if they close those places down is like a source of FUD. It's like Monero being kicked from Binance or whatever. So that... Um, wait, 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 wait. I spaced out. What's happening? Europe's banning... What are they banning? Coins. Privacy coins. Like things like, so like Monero. That? Monero, Zephyr, things like that. Anything that uses rig signatures or whatever they want, they want to ban. That's a good thing. Oh, because you're fucked. Wait, no, no, what? that's good. No, it's good. Like, because there's almost like the market cap for it is only 35 million. And it's actually good in an indirect way, because on the one hand, you don't wind up with a bunch of like leveraged kind of um, things to kind of dump your thing. If nobody cares about it, nobody puts in perpetuals to short your thing, your stock, your your coin. And then like on top of that. Um, so that's what I was going to say. Like in a few weeks, some new um, DEXs are coming out where like they're going to be decentralized and they can't be shut down. So that removes like any remaining FUD. And then usually when a DEX, DEX gets um, implemented, um, that is usually, that oftentimes creates some selling pressure for the coin because like that DEX has to be filled with, you know, liquidity pools. You know, you have to fill in the, all the different coins that are going to go into that DEX. And usually as that happen, um, happens, you get more excitement. People buy the coin to go and stake it, you know, not stake it, but LP it there for yields or whatever. And so there's a higher chance that the coin price goes up after something like that opens. Plus, because Monero got kicked off of Binance and this new DEX, the Zephyr Swap DEX, is going to have Monero on it, that creates like, you know, a place for people that otherwise were trading Monero on Binance to now be able to use that. And now they're going to notice Zeph as well. Zeph's market cap's really tiny. Only a little bit of buying moons the thing. Like, like take, for example, with Zephyr right now, it's like a 12 bucks. You could probably buy like a million bucks of this and it's going to go to like a hundred bucks. It doesn't take that much, believe it or not. Like the market caps are not like, you know, even it says a hundred million market cap, a billion market cap. They're not really that, it doesn't take that much cash to move these things. So yeah, you can have everything sort of pump basically um, as these new DEXs and stuff open. But even, even if that weren't the case, it's already retraced a whole bunch. It had like a, like a three month, like, you know, it went to 53 bucks and now it pulled back to like all the way to 10. Now it's at 13 or 12 or whatever. And then, um, you know how these things go, like they'll, they'll flatten out for a while and then they'll run. And, um, so like, I think three months has gone by within these next three months is when usually the, the run comes. Um, Casp is a good example of this. I think it like, you know, if you model the move for Zeph after Caspa within a month, it'll, it'll reach back to all time high of 52 bucks again, in theory. So, you know, these things can be sort of like timed and approximated by like the price action of other similar coins and things. And that's how you go about this. So anyway, it should be um, uh, between the between Monero, which has now basically capitulated 
like um, anybody that had like a leverage position, whatever, whenever you have a 35% drop, everyone gets liquidated that has a long position. That's good because long positions are future sellers and you want a bunch of people to buy the dip. And a lot of randoms bought the dip yesterday and they went to new exchanges, not on Binance, but they went everywhere else because they couldn't get it there. And that's good. Um, so it kind of popped from like hundred dollars to 130 within like, I don't know, within like 12 hours or something. So that's a really good move. So I don't know, it could have some further downside, but between Monero and Zeph, both are on the same, um, like they're on the same algorithm that's called RandomX, which means any decks that can add Monero can add Zephyr as well. So I think it's a good, um, and privacy is going to be the big thing for like, um, as the central bank digital currencies and all this shit come out in the next like mm, year or two and uh, people start getting afraid for their privacy and stuff. I think you'll see more usage of, um, of something like this. So like the way blockchain is going to go is you're going to have the people that want privacy and they're going to go hide in one part of the internet. And you're going to have people that want like to like participate with TradFi assets and stocks and shit. And they're going to be on the other end of the internet. And um, that's where like Chainlink comes in. Link is good if you believe that like stocks and all that shit are going to come to crypto, which they, which they are. Um, that's what the, they've been working on. The big stock, com stock um, clearinghouse has been working on that. So that's a play for that. And then Zephyr is a play on privacy. And I think that, so Link is like the opposite. It's, the, it's, the, um, it's sort of like the play on truth. That the true value of things is what, what, what the Chainlink kind of like uh, their specialty is. And Zephyr is like hiding like who is sending what to who basically like it's pure privacy. So that's, what's interesting about that. Um, so like, for example, if you send Zephyr, like let's say you send a hundred bucks to someone, A, no one knows that that's your wallet. B, even if they did, they wouldn't be able to tell that money moved out of it. And C, no one would be able to tell who you sent it to. On top of that, the person that you sent it to can't actually prove that you sent it to them either because there's no actual paper trail whatsoever. That's what's magical about Zephyr. Um, that's why it's useful. Anyway, so you can imagine how people are going to use that. Um, you don't have to like, you don't have to say it out loud, but you get the picture. Um, so there's going to be a market. There's going to be a market for it. There's going to be people that use it for sure. Um, and some of it's like dark web types. Other others, it's like people they just don't want their uh, when they pay out employees, they don't want their four employees to all argue about, you know, like, hey, you paid that one more than this one and shit like that. So it's 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 a useful way to to transfer money basically to pay people and stuff. Anyway, um, that is the plan. Noob, did what what stocks and things did you buy? You said you bought some stuff. You still yeah. there? Yeah, I did. did I bought what did you pick up? Chilean lithium miners. Oh, okay. Which one did you get? Yeah, I'll ask you. I'm, you know, I just uh, okay. Yeah, I bought a little bit more of that one too. I don't know. You the know, dividend could, so attractive. Could go down another fifty percent. I don't care. You know, I don't need that money. Yeah, it can wait five years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's plus the interest. The yield is really high. It's like what is it, fifteen, twenty percent, or something ridiculous. Yeah, um, it's not that yeah I picked high. up a few other. Twelve. I checked the financials and then I and I bought it. I think it's twelve percent. Twelve percent. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's uh, another like yeah. I picked up a variety of things today. Um, just like just basically clicking buttons. Pretty much anything that I had starter positions on that were wrecked. Um, I just basically like doubled those, and um, 
especially the ones or double or even more like just to pick up the stuff that has the highest dividends and stuff. And, um, yeah, it's pretty good buys. I think, um, in fact, let me see, I'll tell you what I got. Um, I got Roche, which I think is German, right? R O C H E. R O C H E. Um, don't, don't picked up some of that. Yeah, I, so. I got like, there's a, there's a, there's like a canned food company in America called Hormel. They sell like chili and shit, like, be, you know, like canned beef products and whatever. And, um, I doubled up on that because it's dividend yields acceptable here. Um, there's one called San Juan Basin Royalty, SJT. And it has like a crazy yield. I think it's like 20% or 25% or something like that. That position I bought a little bit and it was down quite a lot. So I was like, okay, let's just double that up. And um, another one's called Banco Bradesco. It's like a small bank in Brazil or some shit. Bought a little bit of that. Um, that's BBD. Um, I got, what else? Um, let's see, what is bought MTR? What is that one? Can't remember. Um, Synovus, which is CVE is a little small energy company. Again, like the charts wrecked and I was like, let's just grab some. And I was kind of, oh, another one I got was like Whirlpool, which is the like maker of like dishwashers and shit in America. <laughs> like I got a little bit of that. Um, what else? Um, I picked a little bit more Vodafone up from UK since UK stocks are kind of a bit wrecked, but I think UK is kind of like recovering a little bit uh, as far as economy or whatever. So they might do okay. Uh, my Palantir that I bought, uh, yesterday did really well cause it's already up like, um, how much is it? Like maybe it's at 23 bucks. I bought it at 18. So that's not a bad play for two days or whatever. Um, just basically bought a spot and I'm going to hold that one for like, maybe, um, maybe I'll just hold it forever at this point. Cause I actually bought it really low, like at seven bucks or something. And I sold it at like 18 or something. I bought it back here at about 18 again. It doesn't have any dividend or anything, but it's previous high was like 35. So I think it's going to run to that. It's at 23 right now. Uh, it's P to E ratio is kind of ridiculous at like 350, but you know, I think their, their, their earnings will increase over time to compensate for that. So it should be okay. Um, they have like this, these military grade AI applications. And so most likely like folks are going to come and want to, um, like, I think, I think they'll get buyers. So I think, uh, Palantir is kind of a relatively easy one here. Um, and it's not like, um, they, they at least have decent earnings at this point. So they're doing okay. Yeah, it's a PayPal dude, right? Mm, was it PayPal dude or was it somebody? I don't know. Yeah. It's like a, it was kind of like a vaporware for a long time. And actually when it first came out, it like pumped to 20, like around this price, like to 30, you know, 32 bucks or something. And then it dumped completely to like oblivion in the bear market and stuff down to like $7. And I'm like, so I bought it that first time just as a gamble. Um, and then after sort of noticing that their AI shit actually works, I was like, all right, this time I'm going to buy a, a bigger amount. I'm just going to hold it. So it's kind of, um, I more or less sort of made my money on that one already to some extent, but it's fine. I think I'll hold that one forever and just see what happens. Uh, occasionally you want to grab things that look like credible companies that look like they're building something useful and just hold, leave it forever. Yeah. You bought a um, share in the Moloch company, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, so some of these like, yeah, are good, like 
you know, leave to retirement type things. Um, another good one for like leave to retirement would be, um, or leave forever really would be intuitive surgical. I would definitely recommend that one for people to look at. Um, it's the surgical robots and stuff. And man, they're not only did their earnings look really good, they just sort of more recently broke all time high at like 365. They're actually pulled up to almost 390 now. But I think they're going to run pretty good because they're, um, you'll probably run these to like really high multiples. It wouldn't surprise me if this thing like 3X or something, something ridiculous. Um, because they are building uh, like this, the market for surgical robotics is quite literally the entire planet worth of like, you know, operating rooms and whatnot. And, um, and they're selling more worldwide and stuff now as well. Uh, their Da Vinci surgical robot, which is like a lot of people get operations um, on that, like a lot of gynecologic and, and like stomach operations, things like this. You know, you can like my my wife had a procedure with it um, like a, a year and a half ago or so. But you basically have really, really tiny incisions and really low complication rates. So this is like the future of surgery. Like, you know, people aren't going to want surgery normally anymore. And all the surgeons are learning it. And like they have like really really early like entry into Wait, the what? space. It's robot surgery or what? Yeah, robots. Yeah, operating on you. Yeah, like you use it. You use it as a tool to operate as a surgeon. So um, you can do like laparoscopic, like like you can take an appendix out or gallbladder out. You can. What fix, what like, kind of doctor are you? Do you I'm do a, surgery? I'm a pulmonary physician, so I use this robot now for um, pulmonary biopsies. They have a robot called Ion, which is pretty cool. Um, so I've been using that for the past few months. Um, wait, 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 you mm -hmm. do surgery on people? Um, it's not a surgery exactly. It's kind of like a, I'm not cutting on people with a scalpel. This is where I go in through the, your airway, like go down the throat into your airways, into your lung and biopsy like lung cancers and things. So that's what this particular. What, what does biopsy mean? You cut them out? No. Like if you have a small tumor, like you get a tissue sample of it and then send it to the pathologist to see if it's cancer those that type of thing oh so but anyway like intuitive surgical has two types of robot one is this bronchoscopy robot which is for this lung procedure i do and then they also do like general surgical procedures um and people are using it for more and more operations spine operations and stuff and what you do is you have like imagine it's like playing a video game you have like a pair of joysticks and things you can control the arms of the robot and you can like they you know surgeons get better and better at using these and you can move a lot faster than traditional surgery um you can move more accurately cause more less complications and things and you can make less smaller surgical incisions so the holes that you put in the skin are like tiny um yeah it's it's basically the future of surgery but the point is like this particular company isrg um intuitive surgical like they're the early leader in this there are some others that are working on stuff but they're the early leader and in medicine it's hard to become like a leader because even if someone else builds a new robot, like a lot of the different hospitals are already have an existing robot. They don't want to have a different brand and they've already trained all of their doctors on that particular robot and hired based on that brand. So they don't want to like switch that easily. So it's actually kind of difficult for new entrants to come into the market, um, especially in this early stage. So this is one of those that's like, you know, kind of like owning early Apple or something. It's already like a hundred thirty-seven billion dollar market uh, cap. Like just, the, just for understanding, um, so in the engineering world, high frequency, mm -hmm. for example, people train on certain equipment like uh, 
they use HP in the university or Rodent yeah. would be another thing, right? And they usually uh -huh. get stuck with this equipment because it's so specialized. Yeah, that's what usually happens. It's the same in medicine, I guess, right? Same concept. It's a, to an extent, like same concept. Um, there are certain tools and things that become like really commonplace. And the thing is, like, there's a lot of crap sold in medicine that doesn't have a big profit margin. So the thing about robots is that right now, like, you know, an ion robot's like $700,000 object. Uh, da Vinci robots probably like one and a half million or more for and the latest one might be more than that. I'm not sure. So these are like, you know, fairly pricey objects that you buy. Not the most expensive thing that a hospital ever buys, you know, so it's like there's a lot of things in hospitals that are expensive. So but it is definitely a an expensive object that you're going to want to make a lot of money on. So you need to hire a lot of surgeons that do this procedure. But the thing is, like, it's really picking up steam fast, especially in the last five years. And um, their earnings call and everything is really, really good. Um, and I speak to the the reps from the company because, you know, they they come and help me out with different aspects of it. So I bought it. The, the moment I played with this thing, like I went to a conference type of thing and I played with this robot. And I'm like, holy shit, this is the future. Um, in my particular hospital, they didn't have this before and they just kind of introduced it. And so I had kind of been learning on it. Like I went to a training session. That's a thing I did. And I you know, went to a trip and learned it and whatever. And, um, and added it to my sort of like, you know, things I'm capable of doing basically, um, armamentarium or whatever. And, um, the, as soon as I played with the first time, I'm like, um, I should look and see what the stock price is doing. <laughs> and it, ha it so happened. The stock price at that time was shit. Um, and I was able to buy it cheap. So I, you know, I'm up like 50% now, but the, but even after the recent earnings and just looking at like how the new surgical robots doing, um, it's definitely, these things are getting better and better, faster and faster. And this is before, of course, AI gets implemented in these things. So later, like some of these things will self-drive a bit more and more, or maybe like have like almost like lane assist type of idea, you know, where simpler parts of the procedure might actually be done by AI with the robot connection. Cause it's all digital controls new. It's like, it's like fly by wire for an airplane. So it can putting in autopilot type features and things like that could happen in the future. So my sense is that like, if you want an AI play, but it's not an AI play. You get something like this that in the future AI will like really like augment it a lot. So um, and robots. I, I really have an that? idea, but let's say you are cutting in. Let's say you're cutting out something, whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. And you use this yep. sort of robot, and he knows that there's some vessels and whatever veins, or and maybe it recognizes something, or it's like, okay, you shouldn't go there, and it's it's like you know these. these yeah. Newer cars, you you, yeah. you have a hard time bumping into other cars when you park them because they just hit the brakes themselves, the, stuff like that. Yeah, the robots are going to get better at like the touch sensitivity, so like you know you don't damage something. They're going to get better at depth, you know, depth and other factors. Um, and then there's other things too, like these these robots have a lot more than one arm, like they have multiple arms at one time. So you can like uh, you become like a Shiva type character, you know, where you like a Vishnu type character where you have like four arms or six arms. It's like because a human just has two arms and this thing, you can basically have like four to six to eight arms and whatever. So what, what that means is you could have one arm in there holding a piece of tissue back, another arm that you're using to cut. Whereas before what would happen is you'd have an operative assistant, you'd have an open t tummy and you'd have an operative assistant that holds like, you know, a, a, you know, a flat back so that you could operate on a certain section. So they'd use what's called retractors and all sorts of stuff. So now we don't use nearly as many retractors and all so of that we, business. So, so like, we don't need to coordinate so many people. Exactly. There's not as much like human labor involved with doing an operation. 
Yeah, um, and also because of that source of error, right? Because you're not the other person; they might might misunderstand you, and communication issues. Yeah, and then post post operatively, people are like having less pain. They're having le- they're able to get out of the hospital quicker. That all of that, right? So like, um, it becomes like a day surgery where you know, um, mm-hmm. or so you know, you it, stay or you stay overnight and you it, can go it, home. It improves the statistics significantly. Right? Yeah, yeah, and less infections and all that too, right? Because you're not actually putting. It's much easier to like sterilize a surgical robot and not not contaminate the surgical field and stuff so it doesn't anyway, but itself, like, right <laughs> it's not like yeah but I, but i think this is one of those that like is um it's not just like oh look the stock market's pumping so it's up type of thing i think it legitimately is good and its pde ratio is only 77 um and still reasonably like priced for a growth stock here so i think it's going to moon uh, it wouldn't surprise me at all if it's like three x's because like look at all the pe ratios of a bunch of other growth stocks they're crazy high so this is sort of still sort of like muted in terms of growth pe ratios it's like 77 so this could easily like you know moon and triple from here and then crash or whatever but the and you know i might sell it if like it it goes up too fast too quick you know and then buy it back but um or like this is one of those you could arguably just like you you just don't fumble the bag you leave it for twenty years it's just one of those lifetime holds and it's like it's like holding Apple for twenty years mm. or Facebook or whatever yeah it's yeah. one of those type of things get it so you know like if you know if this reaches kind of like mm, at some point in the future with robotic stuff like if it reaches like a trillion market cap that's basically like a seven x from here or something like that. Um, it's it's already like 137 billion. It just goes to show you how much if their PE is 77, they're they're selling a lot of shit. Like they're they they have decent earnings basically um, already. So in, interesting. There'll be more competitors for this type of thing though as well. Um, but robotics man has such a long way to go, um, both for medical purposes or even for just like household robots and everything. It can be very very common, I think. And and looking at kind of like what this Apple Vision Pro shit does, like you can imagine like there's gonna be some interesting applications where you can basically wear the Apple Vision Pro and be inside like a Tesla Maximus robot and you're having the robot do tasks for you, but you're controlling it via the the AR and VR. So those kind of VR headsets like Apple Vision Pro um, are gonna make like these surgical robots and stuff even more interesting over time um, where, like those technologies are going to really like slowly permeate into these kinds of um, this type of hardware should be, should be like, there's gonna be a lot of growth period coming through this next few years. I mean, next 10 years, 20 years with all of this, but anyway, um, yeah. So that's another one that um, like I've had that's done pretty well. Um, I don't know. Let's see if there's anything else worth buying here. Um, so what was the latest news about the timing for the Zephyr Swap Dex? What was their schedule? I, I, I believe the theory is February 28th is the idea. I don't know if that's... And they want to release some info tomorrow, right? So that should actually bring some price action. Yeah, tomorrow I think there was some kind of white paper, he said. Um, I, I'm, I'm curious to see yeah, what, what tech they're going to use for that Dex, because if it's uh, some sort of ThorChain fork or is it what, like... You know, is it like a Ethereum classic fork? Is it its own chain? Is it going to have its own coin? Like, what is this thing? I don't even know. Like, you know, how, how are the liquidity providers incentivized? I think it's mostly through straight fees. Um, I don't think it's going to be like some kind of weird Dex coin or something. So that could be good. Um, 
Yeah. Just looking at my stocks right now, like, yeah, that intuitive surgical, I'm up 52% from when I picked it up. Um, that Toyota, Toyota was like up 60%, which is ridiculous. Um, I almost feel like I want to sell that Toyota and buy something else. Um, but maybe it'll be fine. Um, have any of you gotten one of those, uh, Apple vision things? I did not. Um, I just can't my, see myself using it for anything right now. Like, I mean, it's cool. I, I get it. Like it's, I'm sure it looks awesome in there, but like, when am I going to use this thing? Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, and it seemed like an expensive item, like to like, it's like 3,500. I could understand. Like if I bought like a, a nice Apple laptop for like 2k. 3,500 to look ugly. Right. Yeah. Am exactly. I right, like, guys. I, but I can understand having like a laptop or something and maybe you swap that out every like, let's say, you know, whatever, like these new ones are amazing. So like, let's say that you ran it for seven years or something. It seems like that's a reasonable expenditure of money. But when you have this Apple Vision Pro, you're like, what are you going to do? Like this thing's going to be obsolete. It's going to, the shiny new thing's going to be out like in yeah. three years. You're going to spend another $3,500 at that point. It yeah. just seems a bit. Yeah. That's why, that's what, what I'm thinking. Cause have you, have you ever used like an Oculus? Yeah, um, you can't wear it for very so long. There's like some big problems with wearing, first of all, having a screen so close to your eyes. I mm -hmm. wear um I wear contacts. And, so that's and a I, that's a big difference now, Zen, is like the Vision Pro actually has like prescription lenses you can put in the thing. And you Yeah, can, the Oculus does too. Oh, but does it, it if if you wear contacts a lot. Mm -hmm. um your eyes are i guess fucked so like when i use the oculus even with the prescription whatever mm -hmm. having a screen that close to my eyes my eyes like fucking burned like none other also oh, okay, just okay. having something that heavy on you i yeah, think the tech me. the tech is really cool like that persona thing or i don't know if you guys have looked into my it I think like if you're the type of person that d wouldn't like wearing say for example a motorcycle helmet um or something like that like i hate wearing stuff on my head it just drives my neck yeah. crazy and what like i don't I, I see myself with a high likelihood of hating this thing and so like even my glasses like i wear like the light like whatever the lightest fucking thing that human beings can create i buy that for glasses because it annoys me that much and and contacts i used to wear some a long time ago but i get that like I get that corner, corneal reaction from them too much. So just too much of a pain in the ass. Yeah, I, I just don't see the point in it when it's so new that the next one that comes out is going to be way better. Like, I think I'll get one in like five years when it's better. But right yeah, now, no, there'll be a lot much. more like, there's probably going to be a lot more like killer use cases. Like some of the stuff they showed, like I saw some dude, he was walking around, he had like, he had a screen pinned to his bedroom. So it's like, if he's in his bedroom, he's got like a big screen, like movie theater screen in the kitchen. He's got like, I don't know, his grocery note list, you know? So when you go to the, the, but like legitimately, are you going to fucking wear this thing every time you go to the kitchen to notice your, your notepad on your grocery list? Or you're going to, Oh, I got to check my grocery list. I got to get on my phone to like, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, no, it's, it's like, a it's a fun it's a, toy right now, and everyone's going to stop using it. And like, you're going to stop using it a little yeah. bit, yeah. Because like, imagine you have like, it, like you literally have these pretend screens around your house, and when you walk into those rooms, this thing will um, automatically pull. You know, that screen is in your study or whatever. Are you really going to wear this thing while you're sitting in a computer for a few hours, or are you going to like do work on it? I don't know about that. Um, 
there was some interesting application like you, you, know, you'd you appreciate. will for a day or two because you spent three thousand fucking bucks on it so yeah for i, I like the like idea where days, they had like you will i had i like the idea where they had this like you know this guy was playing piano and the notes would you know like it teaches you how to like you know like play oh, piano by having sick that was kind of cool and that might be fun but there's other ways to do that too like you could do that on a regular computer with a you know like a digital workstation keyboard so it's not like you have to have that shit um so like anyone who's like compelled to really like learn you know keyboard can do so with a fucking ipad now <laughs> like you don't need to wear this thing on your head so uh, you know i don't know um so it's like and the other thing is too is like if you already have various tvs and things in your house you already have a laptop you have you know your want you know your your phone or whatever i don't know that like to me the coolest feature of this would be maybe if you lived like in a little apartment and this is the only thing you had and you get like this gigantic home theater screen on your head and maybe you want to watch some movies on it, but holy fuck, like $3,500 is a pretty good amount for most people to watch a few movies, right? Like think about the price per movie you're spending for this thing. Um, it's pretty, it would be kind of obscene. So it's, it's definitely a luxury product for a, a fairly rich person that um, even if you are fairly rich, the fucking thing's probably going to sit there. I mean, you know, or how often are you going to use it? It's a niche product. And the, really the thing is the key fundamental here, I think is how much time would you spend per day in it? And if you can't see yourself spending like multiple hours in this thing, then it's not going to be worth the money because well, it's, it's right now, the way it is, it's too much annoyance with not enough utility. Like it's too heavy. It's not good yeah. for your eyes, et cetera, et cetera. They need to fix some problems. Don't get fixed though, and like. So now this one, now years. this one, the visual aspect is apparently considerably better than anything before it. So that I think the eye problems, apparently this feels very natural. And remember, you can see through this one too. The glass is like translucent, so you can actually walk through your house and see. It's almost like wearing a pair of ski goggles, basically. So if you can wear a pair of ski goggles, you can probably tolerate this thing. But I don't know, like it would seem like the, the, the housing and stuff like that would get dirty after a while and maybe kind of nasty. It would seem like you might sweat in this thing if you try to move a lot in it. Like, that's weird. Um, like, does it fog up inside the little thing? I don't know. You know, like, I don't know. I, I think it's um, it's really cool, though. I, I, I don't it's just not something that I think like I already have a bunch of TVs and home theater screen and a bunch of bullshit. So the reality is like. And there's not a good reason for me to use it. I can imagine if I didn't have all those things and maybe I was living in an apartment, um, it could be really pretty cool as a luxury item to buy. But I don't know. Right now, it's like the device is purely for entertainment. Like there's nothing, there's no utility thing in there like that I can, like, I can conceive of using right now. But apparently you can control some of the cursors and shit with your eyes and stuff. And, and then you're doing some weird shit with your hands and your eyes. I don't know. It's kind of <laughs> like strange. Um, just just a new interface. But here's the thing. Like usually. Wait, you can when, control what? What did you say? You, 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 well, you, it tracks your eyes and stuff. So you can control the thing with your eyes. And then you also use your like fingers. And it, you can, it tracks your hands. So you can like control different things on screen with that. So usually the way like tech works is like. So when the keyboard came out, you know, you had this huge revolution with personal computing. You had the mouse come out, trackballs and mouses came out, and that was a huge revolution. And then you had trackpads, you had BlackBerry have a keyboard on it, and then you had like the phone with the touchscreen. The big revolutions happen usually when the user interface changes, and everyone's like in a new paradigm of user interface. 
And usually if you're already used to using, like when people are used to using a BlackBerry, they're like, oh, no one's going to want to like touch their screen to dirty it up. No one's going to want to like type on their screen. No one's going to want to do it. Like the naysayers who are, who are BlackBerry dorks basically, you know, all made fun of the iPhone when it came out at that time. Same thing will happen with this. Okay, like well, those I'm, of I'm us not, who I'm not fighting. I'm not fighting this. Yeah. I'm just fighting it right now. Right now, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you, and I, I'm with you. Like um, early iPhone wasn't that great. Like it was like iPhone three that got pretty good. So yeah, same story. Like I think a generation or two. Like I've, I I haven't even bought an Apple. What do you call it? The watch. Like you know, like I could easily buy one of these things, and and uh, my son got one, and like my wife got one and they barely use the thing. I'm like, whatever. And, um, I just don't think I'm going to use it. And like, like if you're already sort of playing with your phone all the time, anyway, you already know what time it is. You don't even need a watch. Really. I, I don't, I, use it. I don't I, even I wear a watch. My, like the AR thing though. I don't know if I'm like going to get into weird territory, but I, I feel like we might see an, an overthrow of the Apple. It, like the the big AR mm-hmm. thing might not be from Apple. Apple is is doing the classic overstepping. Hard to, hard to tell because their their like room measurement tech stuff that they've been doing for like the past five years and all the AI chips that are in the uh, all the R devices now. There's a lot of shit in their labs that's going to come out all at once. So you 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 can never when they have when you have billions of dollars or whatever to just play with and research money. Uh, yeah, but they're, they're pissing them. off a lot of people right now. Have you seen like, what Apple's doing with its monopoly? And this always happens. This happens over and over oh, and yeah, over yeah. again. It's the how Apple. It's how yeah. Apple became a company is because Windows was overstepping their monopoly. This, right, this right. is what it's happens possible. over and over again. People get too big. They have a chokehold on everything. They start being assholes. I, 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 I don't know the specifics of it. Yeah, I it's mainly it's mainly around their app store that, policy. Yeah, they're asking, but they're asking for thirty percent, mm-hmm. and they're it's asking been, for companies yeah. to give them all of their income. Or it's basically always been it's always right? been thirty percent, and people are arguing that's too high at this point. It's too high of a tax for being in the ecosystem, right? But they they recently also said, and all these companies have to report their income to Apple. Did you see yeah, that? Yeah, which, which doesn't make any sense. Yeah, they're, like they're being they're being fucking psycho. Yeah, the at, well, no, it's not the income. It's that like, you can't um, you can't put like um, all the buy buttons within that. You know, they want to be able to have like um, they want to take the cut of it. Essentially, as being a you know ecosystem creator. So I don't know. We'll see. But um, yeah, whatever they do or don't do, the 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 point is like uh, the tech is interesting. It I think it's going to make a lot of they're going to make a lot of progress with it over time, like you said. Um, and the Facebook glasses are pretty interesting, too, that that Zuckerberg kind of got on stage and showed the Ray-Ban thing where, you know, basically you have like a lot of AR type information coming into your glasses that might get either way. Like all of this. Right, stuff I, I haven't even progress. heard of that. Poor yeah, Zach. I haven't. It's even, pretty cool. Like, I yeah, Google that. It's like face, it. type Facebook glasses or some shit. And there's a whole video about it and where they debuted it but it's pretty interesting where like you know it's like ar regular glasses you wear them on your face and um like it i don't know how it's powered or whatever but it apparently so that's their their direction and google glass tried that for a while and then i guess failed 
And so Facebook now is attempting to do that as well. But the AR how, stuff. How did they? How did they fail? Uh, Google Glass. It was just too. It was just like too soon for what they were trying to do in terms of like the tech that was out there. So that's why they like they attempted to do it, but like not enough of the base tech, you know, like the screens or whatever you need to do this was out yet. And I think the glasses. I don't know how they work exactly. I don't know if there's like a screen that is semi-transparent and what like. Anyway, the tech just wasn't there when Google tried it before. They called it Google Glass. And now, like, the Facebook version looked a lot more interesting. Um, but, yeah, like, between AR and VR and these different things. And then Apple's is sort of like a mixture of AR, VR. They have the, the I think their, their vision in their head is that in the future, like, what will happen is, um, so in the future, the, the, like if you think about AR and VR, they end up becoming the same thing. Like when you're walking around, you might be in a VR world if you turn off like the opacity of your your goggles, whatever, and you're in the AR world if you are just augmenting reality and you're like, you know, like let's say you're walking around a store and like the price tags all show up in the in the visor or something. That would be like AR. Uh, but you're you're visually still walking through a physical store or a physical space. Um, Apple's device, I think they went the middle ground. Like the, the glass is actually a see-through uh, as opposed to like an Oculus on Facebook's, you know, whatever Meta's thing. And their idea behind that is you're interacting with your real world while simultaneously interacting with um, full VR. So the Apple one can be completely sealed where if you're watching like a home theater style movie, you can just simply watch it without any background noise and it blacks out completely. Or you can see it with like, you know, your, your, as you rotate your head, the screen is moving. You can still see your friends and family next to you, even though they're looking at you with this goofy thing on your head. Um, so I think their idea is that this this tech will get smaller and smaller over time. And it's going to be a blended AR VR experience and not try to create a product only for one or the other. So Facebook's Oculus is a VR only device. This is trying to be both. And then what happens is, is let's say Apple does create essentially an operating system for AR and VR, they could use that same operating system the same way they use iOS in the phone and they use it in the Mac now and they use it in the, like, it's almost the same operating system everywhere. You can basically create an operating system that is for more than one head device. Like one might be this thing, which is more of a full headset. And then later, if like glasses or something come out, the same way Facebook created glasses, these guys create the same thing. And then, some of the same principles and, and user interface things will apply on the other new devices. So like the best corollary, or corollary of this would be like on your phone, you know, you have your different apps and things. Um, and when you use your Apple watch, those things behave very simple, like very similarly, the, the, what is it called? The UX UI or whatever are, are very close. So that, you know, pinch to zoom and like the icons look the same. So you get a cohesive user experience. I think that's what they're going for with Apple. It's like the AR VR, VR combo um, gets you there. And so they don't have to commit to one or the other and they can do both, which is pretty cool. Um, but um, where were we going with this? Oh yeah, like, so yeah, you're asking about like, <laughs> have, have we used this thing? And I think you can actually go into an Apple store and wear them now and try them out. So, but yeah, I'm-, I'm I'm nervous about my eye issues as well that that, that I'm not going to like it or my my the fact that I don't like stuff that's heavy on my head. I think both yeah. of those things would bother I'm, me. I'm already fucking up my eyes. I'm watching my eyes just deteriorate over time. 
as my contact <laughs> prescription gets more and more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll do that up till like the age of maybe 25 to 30. It kind of it, mine's already so bad though. Like I can't imagine being more blind. Like what is gonna happen as it gets worse? I don't yeah. understand. Like I'm I'm blind already and I'm they're still getting worse somehow. It's like okay. myopic. If you don't wear your glasses in the morning, it's like you're just bump into shit kind of thing. Sometimes uh some well, I can like no, I won't bump into things. Like I can see objects, kind of. Um, right. But sometimes I'll do this thing where, like, if I feel like I'm, like, life but is kind of boring. But it's so blurry, it's annoying, right? I, I, I will, it, I will go and get the mail, just grab the mail, because it gives me literal panic attacks. Because I can't tell. Like, I can see if there's someone in front of me, but I don't know if they have a gun. I don't know if they're like, yeah, I have no idea. It, yeah. Like, it's, the details aren't there. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. so you ha you pretty much have to put your uh, contacts or glasses on before you can go do anything, really. Otherwise, it's gonna be pretty annoying. Yeah, even even with contacts, I can't I can't always see that great. Um, one of my pretty much once you get past the prescription of like two two point or something for meiosis, like you, it's gonna it's bothersome. Yeah, one of, one of my friends. Uh, she tells me that my fake plants are so ugly, and I keep telling her they look great to me. Like I feel, <laughs> they look amazing to me. That's, so that's, that's I, the good part of this, I guess. Yeah, you can't, you can't be bothered to give a fuck, which is good. <laughs> so that's a, that's a plus side here, maybe. That's a, it's the bright side. Yeah, um, no one, no one's ugly. That's it. That's a positive. No one's ugly some, to me. I saw some weird shit though. It's like um, there's gonna be some weird like you know that like there's gonna be some um, like crazy ass like porn implementations to this this uh, Apple thing though for sure because like the more realistic that can be, the more people like that kind of thing. Um, and then there's gonna be some weird like someone had some weird shit they had where it's like you know it's like imagine you can see someone through the the goggles and whatever, but like you can change their face in real time. That's weird as fuck. <laughs> like, it's like, um, like you're having sex, but you, their, their head looks like the head of a lizard or something. It's be literally black mirror. Yeah. It's like actual black. No, mirror but the, the, the porn stuff, Sefi, that's already been going on. You yeah, know yeah, that? I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, there's, there's tons of stuff. I played one of them. Um, what do they do? What do they do with it? Like, give me an example. Like, this is on Oculus or what? Out, I got glitched out humping a floor, like, very aggressively. And it scared me. I felt like crying, so I didn't play it too much. Yeah. Um, but there's, like... So there's, like, a, a guy's version, a girl's version, or what? You have, you have to, like... What, how does that the work? The one I played was a furry guy-boy thing. Um, I was a... I was a... I feel could be traumatized, honestly. I don't know why I thought it was funny. You can swap genitalia every like six minutes or something. It, like, yeah, you can. The, you can yeah. like you can unlock a penis or something. Like achievement unlocked. I now have like. No, you you start out with a penis. Two and dicks tits. and four balls or something. Yeah, be you fucking nuts. <laughs> you you have tits and a penis at the start. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's like a whole. No, you start out with that, and like maybe it is like as you progress in the game, you have to like, you know, you have to be like. You have to like uh, free yourself from sex. You have to lose all your sex organs. It seems like the way America is going, at least. 
That's a, like that's keep, a big keep, keep, keep losing parts until like, you know, until you're done. That's how you know you've finished the game. Maybe it's like Tetris. Listen, all, all like I a know, fucking puzzle. There's there's lots of there's lots of porn. Lots of lots of porn stuff going on. But I don't I, I think it's it's like it's traumatizing. I don't like it. I thought I thought I I thought I would think it was funny, but it was Well, like, I mean if you're humping the floor, I can imagine. I, I was know. I was stuck aggressively, like aggressively. That's weird. Does um, it so does this shit come with like like tools and stuff like like little dildos and things like how does how do those things like do they, you know what i mean like what you have mean? to have some kind like you gotta like it's the visual parts one thing right but like you know like if you're gonna actually feel something that's a whole nother thing well it's got the old they have that too. button right <laughs> they have that too they have like uh like uh you can have sex with someone across the planet i'm pretty sure they have like dildos that move Based on the oh, based on what you flashlight. do, yeah, it like pairs up. Hmm. There's like an eight second delay or something, <laughs> or there's like a little eight, eight millisecond delay between when you when you do it when you someone feels it. That'd be weird. Hmm. So it's like I'm it's like, like listen. It's good I'm... for like some weird like what do you call it? like uh, you know how people have like long term long distance relationships. It's got to keep that keep that alive somehow. That'd be weird. I'm kind of down to have like a virtual girlfriend. Like, I think that would be sick. Mm. Like th- she just knows you and she just like hangs around your house and shit. So every time you put these like Apple vision glasses on, you see her. I could definitely see myself falling in love with like one of those uh, Tesla robots. A hundred percent. It's like it, walking it's- around. It has a nice vibe. I mean, like we've talked about it before about like if you think about brains, um, what brains do, I, I it doesn't seem that far off to me that AI would yeah, be able you'll, to do that. People are following them. They could be really sure. cool robots, man. Like really cool, interesting to talk to. I mean, guys fall in love with their cars. I mean, like if you think about how much time people spend like rubbing the car, cleaning it, whatever, I mean, they're pretty much fucking the car, right? That's like that's pretty normal. People fall in love with their physical, yeah. physical objects for sure. But they wouldn't be, they wouldn't be like physical at some point, at some point they'd be their own being. They wouldn't be alive, but they'd be a being. Well, they're enough of a thing to like fall in love with. It's, it, it's like, it just has Wait, to be enough. Uh, all right. right. Like, I already like know people fall in love with their, people fall in, in love with, in a way with their dogs, right? So same, same idea. There's definitely going to be like movements for rights of robots. And I already know what side you're going to be on. I don't know what side I'm going to be on. It depends on the robot, I think. <laughs> I'm pretty divided on this one. Like as far as like whether okay. I'm like, yeah, whether I'm like, oh, yeah, everything needs to go this direction or we're going to all be fucked. I'm in the I'm in the middle camp for sure. For sure. Like I, I can see both sides um, of like how it could go bad or good. So like that's kind of my take. I I could definitely give you like a utopian version of the world where everything's like you know kumbaya, and I can give you the like absolute doomer version of the world where we're all dead. You know both I think are possible. I I am down for both, but I I think humans should have less rights. Like not including me, but like other people besides me. So I don't really care about. 
the like, rights which, of robots. Like which rights should we get rid of for people? Like just like I would your, get your rid- mind. I would get rid of freedom of speech for like anything I don't like hearing. Um, yeah, like, but that's what that's that what's out. cool about these toys, right? Like, you put this thing on your head, and someone's going blah 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 blah, and it's like, I don't like that, and I don't want to ever hear that again, and it just blocks it out forever. <laughs> like, or like you hear a person's <laughs> lips moving, but you know what actually comes out of their mouth is whatever you like. No, I want to be able to like actually fun. mute them so they can't. We're talking about different things here. Oh, mute! Oh, like just neurally like, mute I, them. Yeah, I just want the power of like, like a remote control for your team. Yeah, yeah, and they can't talk to anyone else either until I unmute. You're like, fuck this! I'm changing the channel. No, 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 no! I'm, I'm making like, it so they can't change the channel. Oh, okay, okay, but but you can change their channel, right? Like, yeah, it's like almost like going from, I don't know, like the news to watching like you know maybe like uh i don't know stranger things or something i just want to be a totalitarian ruler in this ai world like i feel like that would be a great spot for me if anything that would it would seem like the people that want to reduce freedoms would be the one that would want to reduce your freedom specifically because you seem like the worst like, like, you seem like you would be the one that everyone wants to, like, shut down, wouldn't they? Yeah, but you I... You have be, to admit I, that part, you know? Yeah, they'd be they'd be after me for sure. Yeah, so, like, hmm. Maybe there's, like, a group of people that would want to live in that world that you've created. And then only those people are the ones you see when you put on your headset. That'd be really funny. Imagine a world where... Just think about this. Like, imagine a world where you and I, like are in a like your world in your headset and i have my world in my headset and they are like so divorced from reality that like if you're were to meet in person like you know maybe we can't even speak maybe the same language or maybe like i don't know you have this whole group of friends that doesn't exist and they're just in your in your little head on your headset <laughs> like and you're talking to them while i'm talking to the friends in my headset and we're all walking around talking to people that aren't real. They're not even not real, it's, like it's, somewhere, but they're not real, like at all. And and yet, like you and I are like talking past each other. So you got your headset on. I've got mine. I can see you. You can see me. But you can't see all the dudes that I'm talking to. And you can't see the, all the girls that you're talking to in the room. Wait, Seppi, and, don't you do the world is already like that. The world is like that's true. this right that's now. True. Like yeah, I guess we, it is. we all have our own worlds on our phone. We don't know our neighbors anymore. This is true. We really don't. Um, yeah, I guess like it amplifies. Maybe it's like I don't know. Could it could it be any worse than it already is? Maybe not. I don't know. I guess well, it could get to a point where you don't even know. Like you don't have much family. I think right, but like like you get to a point where even people with families don't barely know their own families. They sort of don't already, I guess. But it gets even worse, maybe, or maybe people don't even have families anymore. They just walk off into their little VR world and just start living there or something. Yeah. This is why this is why I was looking. I, I it is the one thing that I've been kind of wrong about is um as far as investment goes. Cause usually like usually I'll think about what the world is gonna need and then I find like find some company for it. And one of the things I was like so sure of was a a biometric um 
like algorithmic dating app taking over the entire dating dating industry. I, I thought that would have been huge by now. But like, which ones have you used? Because I haven't used any. So you, Wait, like, what do you mean? No, no, no. Which, not which to use them used? to invest in, to invest in. Yeah, but what I mean, like, but just to get to that point, like, which ones have you, have you used any that you like? Da- like dating I know, apps? What's that? Dating apps? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I used Tinder when I was younger, not to, I didn't, I didn't sleep with anyone, but I would mm. go on dates. Uh, but I, I mean, I stopped. It was kind of lame. Because last time I had this conversation, I've never used any of these things. I, I have no idea. Like, so last time I had this conversation, someone was like, um, was it Hinge or something? Some people liked or I don't know. Like, yeah, but I, I think the. The issue end up kept on coming back to the problem that like people are largely going based on things like looks. And as a result, everyone thinks they're fucking hot, right? Like <laughs> all the girls think they're hot. All the guys think they're hot. And what ends yeah. up happening in reality is, is like, you know, none of us are as hot as we think we are. And what that, what you're, what people are trying to do is well, they're trying to like, it all focuses on the prettiest people on both sides basically like trying to meet each other or whatever. Another problem, another problem is never before in human history have we ever been exposed to so many beautiful, like highly beautiful faces on a regular Uh basis. And they've done studies on it. If you look at like a model or someone, a picture of someone's face that is near perfect, uh, you, you become less attracted to your, your spouse. For a period of time, um, if I remember the study correctly, I'm sure that's true. So there's true. that also. But what yeah. I was saying is, like, we could have, we could potentially, and I know we could do this because I spoke to a lot of people about it. I want, I wanted to start this. I wanted to start this business when I was like in college for neuro. I like, I got angel investors, and then I got depressed. I was like, I don't want this. is a masculine thing. I don't want to do it. Um, anyway, business is a masculine trait. But but we could theoretically quite easily uh, use a biometric device and hook up people who have been happily married for years and years and years and look for um, um, patterns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what are the what are the features that like these two have that maybe can be replicated maybe yes or something so you, like yeah so you and run... you could then trigger like you could then use like ways to sort of like brainwash a couple by brainwash i mean that like in a positive way in a sense like you could trick the mind into liking a person more than they do maybe it, i don't know it, it there's some complications with it in that like if you are married to someone, your both of your brains are changing as you go. So the patterns, like this, could be one issue with it, where you're not actually seeing patterns or like similarities that allow for long-term couples. You're just seeing like the outcome of long-term couples in the brains. But but still, mm-hmm. there yeah. still, I still think like if you look at the it's like the, it's the causation, not not you know, correlation, whatever, correlation, not causation. Yeah, kind of yeah. Problem. I mean, there, like there is finding that issue. What, finding but... what actually you have to do to modify them, to change them is very different from saying, 
I just saw some patterns. So what you do usually then is you take, you find the patterns first, and then you compare if you do this intervention with this particular pattern versus not doing that intervention, does the outcome change with like a thousand people? So that then you have to do like prospective studies. It's like medical studies at that point. Right, right. Yes, yes, exactly. Yes. But, but, but even with, even with the complications, if you look at the dating industry, it's massive because people are lonely. So of course it is massive. But if you look at what these like match.com, um, uh, Hinge, uh, Tinder, all, all of it, even when they are okay, Cupid is another example. When they match people up, they're using such a faulty, low IQ, brain dead, elementary uh, system where you answer questions about yourself. We already know that we're not good at answering questions about ourselves. Yes. Agreed. It's not an like, accurate. So if you have, like, we're any- like, this is why people have to go to like therapists and shit because the reality is that like, mm, if I'm a narcissist, like, I'm always right, right? Like, or whatever. It's almost the same as like you know when you do like these uh these um, personality scales, and you're like, are you actually putting in what you wish you were, or were you are you putting in what you actually are? And that's that's the problem with those things is like, and what we want and what we need are oftentimes two different things as well. Wait, so what? that's the reason why these things No, I, wait, I have a little bit of pushback for that. I think Myers-Briggs, I don't know if you're talking about Myers-Briggs, but I, at least or anecdotally, like yeah. I've noticed like, even when I want to go for another thing, it still gives me the same. And there mm. are some, like, I Myers know Briggs that- Myers-Briggs isn't bad. Yeah, Myers-Briggs in, isn't bad. Yeah, right? Like there's, there's certain tests where like in the dark triad, you can't, like even if but you, you try but you to get answer my point. not like, as a narcissist, you still get. My point is right? like, yeah, I mean, but my point is like, when it comes to compatibility with somebody else, like, yeah, there's the things that you think you might need, but which might be very different from what you actually need. So yeah, like, yeah, like a and person that's, that's what, more narcissistic wait, might on, need a person more emotionally different than them. Because imagine yes. having two narcissists together or something, right? That becomes a problem. Or imagine someone who can't handle a narcissist because they or of the like whatever wrong type or something right, right. so it, you wind up with these like you know personality like clashes or whatever yeah so if you had any even just a little bit of a scientific basis for it i think that would be huge but you like, don't think some of those like really like big databases that people have put together like you know how there's some for like rich people and shit like where they try to tie people together <laughs> you don't think some of that has been done but um, well, they haven't done it good. And, and that's what I'm like kind of upset about is because there's no reason like if, if they're from what I do understand about businesses, if if you have like businesses or if you look at the dating industry, there's so much money there and it's but based imagine- on it's but hold on. There's so much money there and it's based on nothing. It's based on 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 fucking snake oil. So if you if you had anything like any basis for actually matching people up, I think you absolutely could and should eat all of that money up. Sin, if I can throw something in here, um, just imagine if you are running this business, you want a perpetual seeker for partnership. You don't want to match people up for good because. You just kill your own business, right? So there's not that high of. Oh yeah, that was a problem with these two. That's what I've heard as well. Is if you do do re- if you do really well, you actually miss the point because you don't have a way to monetize a good match. That was that was a problem. No, I mean, if there's a biometric device involved, it would cost money to do it. 
so 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 i would i would say no like in this case um like you would you would build report and people are constantly dying and having more kids and then you're helping your company by having them have kids you're bringing more kids in the world yeah i i, I agree with noob is like they're just i feel like the dating apps are trying to get like lonely men to subscribe and like buy more likes and you know like maybe if there was like a serious dating app where like people like invested you know their biometric data and like you know paid a high price to find a match that could maybe work but like um like if there's free if it's free there's no incentive except for it to just like scroll and see what's out there and no this know. wouldn't it wouldn't be possible to have it be free because it would right. it's so costly like Sefi was saying like these are like medical trials that would have to go have to happen right i'm saying like since it's free you know there's like no incentives for like young people to take it seriously so i you know i'm, I'm like in my 20s I, I don't think people take it very seriously that's why like they don't work i think you would find willing participants for studies and stuff though but the things in with this apple vision pro thing is like it actually is tracking your eye movements and stuff so let's say there's a girl out there and um she is using this thing and I'm out there and I'm using this thing and it tracks my likes and dislikes. It even like can tell based on the images I look at, like what kind of, you know, you know, per features of a woman do I like? And even though like the internet tends to like portray like the, the quote unquote perfect woman, or they try to all the time and tries like you get a greater, you get more of a serving up on pictures of like the finest people. Some of the characteristics of those folks, though, may be something that you particularly like, um, maybe eye shape or who, who the hell knows. And it's recognizing where your eyes tracking. And then based on that, it has an idea of like the type of person you like. And even if, you know, it's almost like you go to the, the, the you know, Chevrolet dealership and yeah, you really like the Corvette, but you know what? There's a few features in that Corvette in the Chevelle and I'm going to buy the Chevelle because it has a few, there's a tendency to like, um, like there's a tendency to take traits you like and find them in people, even if you can't find the perfect, um, whatever the you know perfect 10 or whatever people think they they're looking for. But imagine like the women's on the other side are actually using a similar device. And so therefore like it knows what type of features that person likes. And now it can match you better because, you know, at least up on the looks perspective, but it seems like the looks part is the part that like is the most obvious to match people on. But based on like search history and other things, you know, you might, you know, if you're looking for a liberal because you're a liberal, you know, it probably will be able to find the type of person that you want, like, or that has some approximation in like, um, there's a weird artificial artificiality to that too, in the sense that like, the problem with all of that is some of the times, at least for now, the things that like, I think I might like about a woman, like maybe she likes my hobbies or whatever, it may not be true. Like, for example, my wife and I have almost no shared hobbies whatsoever. That doesn't pose any particular problem for us at all. Like, you know, so like, th so sometimes people think they want like a copy of themselves. So the narcissist typically is going to be like, especially a young narcissist is going to basically be looking for someone that validates everything about them and likes everything about them. And maybe, you know, and because that other person likes everything that they do, it validates themselves in a sense. And that may not be what that person needs. And it certainly may not be the what you need as far as a blend, as far as having like sane children. 
Yeah, or like Nar- narcissists, children. Narcissists right. pair up with BPD people. They like find each other. <laughs> that, that probably makes sense. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. lots of studies on it. It's why, like, anytime I hear a guy saying like he has tons of exes that are BPD, I'm like, oh, you just kind of outed yourself. Yeah, they they like fit fit together. They ruin each other's lives. It takes lives. a certain type of person to tolerate a narcissist, essentially. So therefore, yeah, especially BPD like, and is it's a, not that so everyone obsessive. isn't. It's not like everyone's not a little bit narcissist, but the point is like you know to the point where you know, very noticeable narcissists probably require a certain type of person. No, 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 wait. Being narcissistic is is a totally different thing than being a narcissist. That's a, that's a, that's a. It's like, it's like a spectrum of how hardcore it is, basically. It's all. <laughs> I mean, if you, if you can, if you're diagnosed NPD, you're, you're, it's not, you'd have the most, like, yeah, full the disorder is like the worst person is not NPD. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not a mild personality trait if you have a disorder. If you have a disorder, it's wrecking your life almost because it's so bad. Like you're getting divorced often because of it. In fact, my a cousin calls me yesterday and she's like, I think I'm definitely going to divorce my husband. And he's a hardcore narcissist. And she's accused periodically of being a little BPD. So it's like exactly the same situation you're describing. And um, and she was kind of like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get a divorce. What do I need to do with my finances? She literally called me to find out about what she should do with her banks and shit. I'm like, listen, go to a lawyer, sort this out, whatever. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and you know, and it's a very on, on again, off again type of situation with the two of them. So I don't know which of them to believe. Like, I don't know if it's all his fault or hers, or it's just like they have meltdowns periodically because his narcissism gets triggered, her BPD gets triggered, and the whole like things go to shit for a while, and then they decide. Well, maybe I'm gonna get a divorce. Then they don't, and then like 15 years goes by. Now she wants a divorce again, or whatever. It's just kind of funny. Um, so I don't know if it's like one of those things that like will boil over, or, or like you know, and I should just leave her the fuck alone and no, not, it's not really bad. It. There's studies on, um, I believe with BPD too, but I think NPD is more damaging to like you. Uh, I remember reading people people develop brain damage over time from being in a relationship with someone with NPD. I, I would guess the same for BPD, if I were to guess, but I don't think it's as severe as the damage NPD does. NPD is serious, man. They, they, uh, I don't know. I knew one once. It was not, it was scary. Basically like selfish as fuck is what it really is in a nutshell. But they're not just selfish. They'll like spin spin scenarios that if you if you haven't been around one before they can like ruin your fucking life i'll give you an example so what happened to this particular story was so my cousin's mother died when she was um like my cousin was like four her mother committed suicide due to depression or whatever we don't know the exact details so in either case this is my like aunt and I i was to be fair i was a you know little kid at the time too. I don't remember what the fuck happened. And adults don't tell you all the details, right? You know how this works. <laughs> so I don't know what happened, but like the way he spun it up was, so her husband spins it up that she, he kind of like, he like diagnoses her sort of, oh, you're fucked up because your mom died when you were young and therefore you behave like this. And and therefore like, I'm right, you're wrong. You gotta like, you gotta listen to me. Um, the reason why you don't, you know, care about me is because you have mommy issues or whatever it is. And, um, and then she, he makes claims like, oh, maybe your, you know, d- daddy abused you. And there's no evidence of this. 
and nor has she said anything like that. And he just made it up basically. And so he has this sort of like construct in his head about what he believes uh, she is. And then it's just, he's right all the time. Does that make sense? So like, there's no way to talk him out of it. And in his head, he just can't erase that theory from his head. So it's like he spins up this world in his mind and he can't like, he can't break free of it. Is that similar to what you're saying? Yeah, but they they bring you into their world too. Like I I met one when I was in a I was in such a bad place in my life that I basically was BPD. Like I was it wasn't like I'm not BPD, but I was like eliciting symptoms of BPD. It was right after my parents died. I met this person and he convinced me of like my worldview completely changed over time to believe things that were I didn't even believe myself. You, you weren't like didn't... this until you were with this person and therefore like have yes. a true personality disorder, right? And then it goes away yes. when you're not near this person. So obviously yes. it's kind thought, of a yeah. like it, you're being triggered into some weird behavior. I thought I thought like I was like fucked up for life or like something was wrong with me. I realized like after it was over, I went back to normal. I was like, holy shit, that was a weird it was a roller coaster of an experience. But there but it's tricky, man, especially if you don't have any like if you don't have any experience with emotional abuse. Cause all of my relationships have always been like quite healthy, quite yeah, nice. in a way, like who really does until they meet someone like this, right? Like, yeah, and then you're not prepared for it. You have no idea. There might that be it's people that happening. come from. I mean, if you come from a like a totally fucked up life to begin with, the odds are your life's gonna be fucked up anyway. But if you haven't come from a fucked up life and have reasonable people around you, sane people, and then like now your first experience is with like, you know, it, it's, you're, you're probably unprepared for it. And it's like only experience can teach it to you because you can't read in a book exactly either. It's not the same as having to live it. Yeah. The, the, I mean, you, I would think like looking back on it, or if I had, uh, conceptualized myself in the same experience, I would have thought like, that's, that's stupid. I'd never fall for that. But they like, they, trick you man like he would uh they they'll do you, you know what gaslighting is right yeah kind of it starts with like little things where you'll say something right and or they'll say oh you said this other thing or you never said that at all that never happened um it starts with like little things like that where it's like really really small things and then you just slowly become like very confused and you slowly stop trusting yourself because you're like wait that's weird like i've never made up something happening before or thought i said something like maybe i'm going crazy maybe i'm a crazy person or that was that was my experience with it at least that's why it took me a minute to snap out of it but that was like, serious what's shit, the man but I wonder what the personality type that goes with the narcissist that actually would temper the narcissist, right? Like, what, who, like, what is that exactly? You know, I, well, I don't know what it would Well, that's why BPD and NPD go together, because they both have ego issues. So it's like... Or like, like in the ancient world, the ultra-narcissist would have been what? The person that just like arbitrarily like went around and impregnated everybody and like made more of themselves but never had deep relationships or like what the, like in the caveman time like who is this person what are they doing in their life that's what that's what jordan peterson says he says like you can't be someone who goes out to the club and sleeps with people 
uh, every, and I don't think Jordan Peterson's always right, but I think like he, he has good takes sometimes. And I think that's one is like, if you're, if you're sleeping there, with there someone new every day. Yeah. There's a yeah. certain type of person you're going to meet in that context. And you're probably setting yourself with a higher likelihood to meet a certain type of person. If you're looking for someone in that context, like going just out to a club or whatever, and you're going to find someone randomly. Um, like that's the type of person that's going to be the guy that's going to be scoping for someone there too, which is a weird problem to have as well. But that that's why BPD and NPD like attach because they're both obsessive in an ego way. So they obsess over each other and don't leave each other alone. That's why they like the BPD person is always, always feeding their ego and like will not let them go. And then the NB, NPD person gets off on like getting to manipulate and control someone that never lets them go no matter what. It's bad. Those relationships are that bad. I would, if if, if that, that person is your friend, I would push for it to end because from what I understand, like this is the bulk of domestic violence. Like the really well, bad cases are like these the, types In of this particular case, there's not really like overt violence or anything. She, it's funny because she came to me like, I swear to you, it was like, shit, it was like 10, 15 years ago. It's like, oh, I think I'm going to get a divorce. And she like ran away from him, came over to our house, was hanging out with us for a week and just kind of cooling down and figuring things out. And it was just because they had kind of gone into a heated argument and she she stormed out of the house and shit and kind of showed up, right? Um, and we were like, okay, what do you want to do? Or you, you want to divorce this guy? What do you want to do? Blah, blah, blah. And then she went back to him. They went on with their thing. He kind of has ostracized like her family. She doesn't. He, he doesn't like her seeing her own father, her own mother. She doesn't like taking their kids over to those their parents. Any of that shit. It's a weird, weird, fucked up thing. It really has irritated the fuck out of my uncle because he's like, "What the hell is going on here? Like what? Like?" But at the same time, they're like, Ooh. "Okay, if they can hang out happy together and make sure they take care of their two kids, then fine. Like we'll stay the fuck out of the." their business because like there's nothing else we can do anyway so she goes on she's like she stays married and she's been um and then we, we got shocked because like we got sent a picture because she had another baby like a third one and they you know are excited to have this baby together i don't know what they were thinking whatever anyway so now they have three kids um it's 15 years later after that first episode and now she's kind of back thinking the same thing again i'm like um like what you know like so the, the funny thing is like if you if you already know this is gonna be a problem, yeah, breaking off in the beginning makes some sense. It doesn't make sense to yet have like yet another kid and then go and you know, I don't know. The whole thing is just fucked. But um, yeah, so the outsider, all of it seems extremely illogical, right? Like there's no way to wrap your head around it. And you know, it's and the funny thing is, like you have three kids together. They're both professionals or whatever. They're gonna have to live close together. They're still gonna have to like be in each other's faces, arguing with each other about who the fuck knows what. Um, it's not like there's like a violent story where there's like violence towards kids or each other or anything like that. That's not there. So it's not like, no, I'm saying like the here, stories but. we hear mm -hmm. about like men that like kill their fan. I don't want to say anything, but it's so sorry. I, I don't want to go down that road, but, but what you're saying about like the family ostracization, what, what is that, that word? Ostracizing like the family. Yeah. That that's yeah. a narcissist. That's how they, that's how they like gas, how they fuck your whole life up is the first thing they do is convince you that your friends are not your friends, your family are not good for you. And then they become the only thing you have. 
Like that's how the abuse. Yep, that's how it works. Starts. That's how like people, people go. Uh, Wonder how from being all, like healthy people that. to a mess. Like, how do they learn that? Seems like quite a devious skill. I don't know, but you'll you'll see this in psychology. It's like they're reading from the same playbook. It's really interesting. I guess they learn it in childhood because the narcissist, from what I remember, they're a kid that had to learn how to manipulate to get attention. So like a narcissist is when, if I'm remembering correctly, it's like when the parent doesn't give you a pat on the back unless you do something amazing. And so the kid is never validated. It's, it's so, almost so like, narcissists it's like actually enable. have very narcissists have very 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 low self esteem. Yeah, it's, it's not like high. extreme oh. jealousy, and they like they don't want you, anyone else. Thank you, it. science. If you guys want, because I've done research into this just out of shits and gigs. So this guy's uh, this this guy this particular guy's dad was like um, a little bit fucking nuts too. So like um, you know like a similar kind of controlling behavior. He kind of views his family like as some sort of kingdom. You know, where, you know, the, the father's the king and all the subjects are floating around. And, you know, it's like a very high, like, internal loyalty type of society. And, you know, every family wants, you know, a father wants to have their family loyal to them, obviously. It's not like but nobody wants one, this, but like one, to one an extreme level. Because I, I, I can't really remember, but isn't narcissism kind of a learned thing? You know, it's not like, uh, it's like per se that this person comes with these. It's specs. probably both, Noob. It's probably, there's probably nurture and nurture, nature I can, and nurture. Yeah. I genuinely do know, though, the cause of narcissism, or like the, the generic top term of it, if you want me to go into it. So, so it's up to you guys. Like, I can give you the science. Ahead, what, behind that? It. what are you going to say? Go ahead. So basically, the science behind narcissism is that a child doesn't get what they need to learn how to, you know, correctly respond to people when they get, they're just, they're full of negativity when they were growing up. So, for example, if you've got overbearing parents that never gave you appreciation, never gave you anything like that, you've got a very, very, very high chance of de developing narcissistic tendencies. If you've got that, along with an abusive parent, you, you're pretty much going to be raised a narcissist because you don't know how to handle positivity and you don't know how to, you know, you, you're not used to it. So what you do is you crave it from other people. But the problem is when you've got what you want from someone, you then move on to the next person because you don't know how to appreciate that positivity. And it's not a fact that you don't, well, it, it's not a fact of, how can I say, that you, you get what you need and you're happy. It's a fact of you don't feel fulfilled by one person and you move on to the next person. But the point... It, it may not even be like, you may not even necessarily be um, a question of fulfillment. You also may not be able to reciprocate the um, an appreciation for something else. You, you learn you, to. You just don't know like, how. No, no, you, you learn to mimic it. It's like you a You learn to bird. mimic it. Yes. It's, it's a case of you, you can't do it. it. You yeah, don't feel but, it the same way that a person feels it deeply. It's a very, yeah, I get yeah very sociopathic, essentially, the way you respond. And it's basically what do they do is they go through life developing that these skills by looking. It, it's a bit like teaching kids of Asperger's how to react uh, when they're severely on the but, spectrum. You know, at some level, at some level, though, like guys are generally more of a tendency toward narcissistic anyway. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it's like everyone is just like, um, you know, pathologic or whatever. It's just that the, there's a trend towards that in the first place. Because obviously, in any given couple, like most of the time, the the woman is more that emotional, more loving character than the guy anyway. 
So I Yeah, the the female so of the cluster B personality disorders, the female version of narcissism where like usually and usually like guys who say that they've dated a woman that was narcissistic, it's more likely she was histrionic. Um the the female narcissist is is a histrionic. They they're like the um uh they need attention 24/7. I I disagree. I think it's like the whole uh, women and ADHD argument that happened 10 years ago where they were just saying only men tend to have it and they're not prone to it. I just think the science and the psychology is so far behind. And it's only as, as we get more obsessed with our phones, people are developing narcissistic tendencies. I think we had a little conversation about stuff like this last time, Sophie, when we had that, uh, that lovely one about people not being able to get off their phones. I think when the psychology and the science catches up, you'll notice there's probably an even spread of narcissism across men and women and it, it's just the way society is no, now. but 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 while i agree i agree somewhat with what you're saying and that like the or maybe DSM it's perceived flawed, or even ex- but maybe it's perceived or expressed a little bit differently so yeah it's, not it's noticeable, expressed maybe. like hormones have a huge impact on how your brain develops how you how you act and so you can have the same disorder but if if that disorder is driven by estrogen it's a completely different thing. Like it presents in a very right. different way. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. while I agree with you, like histrionic basically is narcissism. It's just like female narcissism. It's like it presents very differently. Narcissists, uh, like NPD, these people have a tendency towards becoming violent later, uh, like being outwardly aggressive. Uh, yeah, that's and, one and difference it, between men and women too. Because hurts themselves. So that's a big difference between men and women too. Is like, um, in general, it's much more likely that a violent crime is going to be committed by a man than a woman, and this has been true for thousands of years. It's not like it has nothing to do with our phones or anything else. And then more recently, sociopathically or whatever the reasons might be, even the the mass shootings are almost always a guy, which is also weird. Like so. Yeah, I think some of these different tendencies, for some, there is definitely gigantic sex differences between some of these behaviors as well. I mean, it's not weird if you look at testosterone. It's not weird. I mean, you know what I mean? What like testosterone does, it makes, it makes sense. I guess weird in the context of a world that doesn't, a universe that didn't have this. <laughs> like, but yeah, like to someone who maybe has not looked into this and didn't realize how much difference there is, it, it's, it's, it might be surprising. Those of us who understand humanity, like, you know, medical people, whatever. Yeah, we've seen this time and time and again. So it's a little bit more obvious to us. But I think it would be weird to someone who didn't have a lot of exposure to human beings. That's what I mean by weird. Not like um, like for the the audience or the onlooker who doesn't have a lot of knowledge about this sort of thing. It might these things might surprise you that they're true. But when you look at their world and as it is you almost realize, wait, they have to be true. There have to be differences between men and women, because otherwise, why are there such stark statistical differences in behavior? It's really, really obvious stuff, too. So the stereotypes aren't just stereotypes. They're actually, in many ways, just fundamental to reality. Scary shit, though, man. I can say, like, I'm kind of glad that I was in a relationship with one now, because now I... Now I have some sort of understanding of that kind of stuff, um, which can come in handy. Like, I, would you prefer a person 
you know, as a mate or whatever, you'd prefer a person who's um, can express real love, but basically doesn't have the greatest of looks or the person who has the looks, but is the narcissist at this point. When's now that you had some experience. Are you, that are you asking the, me that? That changes the model entirely, doesn't it? Like, cause you, you can't always find. I don't, I don't like, I've never like, like the conventionally attractive men. I like conventionally attract. Well, even women, man, I just don't because maybe it's because I'm an artist, but I think everyone's kind of ugly. Like I don't when I look at people, everyone's (laughs) kind of ugly, but everyone's kind of hot, too. Like people just trouble with trouble with being an artist, basically, you know? Yeah, I don't look at people the same way. So I'm not I'm not I've I've always dated kind of across the spectrum. I've dated like where my friends are like, why are you dating this swamp monster from hell? Um, where I'm like, what are you talking about? Um, they're gorgeous. And I've also dated people that are conventionally attractive, but to me, they're not more, uh, the hottest people I've dated are not hotter than the ugliest hmm. to me. Yeah, like um, a, a slight different corollary to that is like um, because I have some a bit of art background and you know design background as well. Like I've you know built things and created things and drawn things and whatever, um, painted things, etc. So when I see, let's say, I'm going shopping for a car, it is really fucking difficult for me to find something that I like, like you know what I mean, like love. So you know how some people will just be like, oh, you know, it's a muscle car, whatever. It's, you know, whatever. I'm like, no, it looks like shit. Like, this just, this just nonsense. Like, who designed this thing? So it takes me sometimes like a decade to find something I really like. I'm not kidding. Like, I'll just, I'll just leave my old car going because like the next thing that I really love hasn't arrived. So like the car I just bought, which is like a Porsche 718 Spider, I fucking like loved it. And it's really hard to find something I love. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to spend a crazy amount of money and buy it. Like, I, I bought more than the sticker price for it. It's so rare for me to find something I, I love. But I think that art background does create like a weird paradox where on the one hand, you love beautiful things. But on the other hand, and you can see the beauty in like certain things that maybe someone doesn't, but also could make you just a weird critic and shit too. Um, it makes maybe in some ways you can become overcritical too. I don't know. I, I, I have more of a, I've noticed like for me, the bigger question is I like in terms of romantic interest, I like nice people. Um, and the issue with that is sometimes we can get into beta territory. And this is like the eternal um, struggle with me is like I gravitate towards um, just like very kind people romantically, uh, which is rare, by the way. But then like I don't, I don't like the whole beta thing. Yeah, but a lot of alpha types are pretty sociopathic, though. That's the problem. You have yeah, a lot yeah. of narcissists. It, well, in that that's, batch yeah, too. that's why. That, There's some that's shit why you got to be comfortable with at that me. point. Yeah. It's no, like, I don't. I, I don't. Do not like the alpha type. That's the thing. Is like I would never. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. Uh, but I wish I could find more of a balance of like, be a really, really nice like, person, but if don't you've ever be met, a loser. Like if you've, never met, if you've ever met people that like are CEOs of companies, for example, that's a fucking type, especially if they're secure, like if they're good at it, like they're not necessarily likable. Like when they're making business decisions, they're basically cold 
decisions. Like they, they have to literally hire and fire people they arbitrarily and they have to be, they have to be mean to be good at business. Otherwise what happens is, is you're like, Oh, we're spending too much on employees. You don't feel comfortable enough cut and pay, or you don't feel comfortable enough, whatever, or we don't have, um, like, so you basically end up being too soft and then therefore you're not successful what you do. And so you wind up being, Wait, I've had the opposite person. experience. So it's, it's not I common. Feel like where the CEO guys are like the nicest guys mm, ever. Nice. But maybe I would I'm, say maybe like, I'm a naive sheep. Maybe I, I have might no be, idea you might be talking on. about like the trained version of nice. But you also right. might be no, talking about a difference between Sefi. I think you're talking about a difference between someone that they're interested in and want to sleep with and an employee that they're above. I, 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 I think that's why you're seeing a nice version of them as in because well, sure. they want something from you. Whereas an employee, it's just, you know, boss makes a dollar. Then the question becomes like, if you're used to managing people in a way that you just basically just manage them the whole time, is it actually possible to then have a home life where you are not doing the same thing at some level? Like your brain so. is wired. You know, there was, a, there was a show about this recently where, um, what's it called? Severance or whatever, I think it's called on, uh, on Apple or whatever, where the guy has like, and I've, I've only seen like a couple episodes. I don't want to spoil it if people haven't seen it. But like, it's like this thing where when they first, he, you first start out and it's like, they separate your work life in your brain. They put like a chip or some shit and they you separate your work life. And when you walk into work, you know what's happening at work. When you go home, you have no idea what you did at work. And it's a weird sort of thing. And, you know, I guess an experiment like that would tell you, like, wait, can you actually truly split those two mindsets, you know, really well apart? Um, but I wonder if someone's really good at running a company, like, I don't know, Steve Jobs or whatever. He was a shitty, like, he wasn't great at managing his family, for example, right? And and he did really poorly with his first daughter and his first love and whatever. And remember that whole story. And then later, you know, he sort of learned to check himself sort of. Eventually, like if you realize, wait, I'm doing this to people, you might eventually be able to sort yourself out. Or if you have a woman like Lorene Powell Jobs or whoever can tolerate your shit, or maybe like just lets you ride and doesn't bother you. And they, you know, someone understands the narcissist for who they are and just kind of rides with it and they don't care. That's a different thing. Um, so it's like a, a woman that doesn't necessarily value her like home decisions as being that important. They're like, whatever, if you, you, you will have whatever you want for dinner, I don't care. That kind of agreeable person might work. But um, I feel like, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure like the CEO types I've met, like okay, I haven't, well, I haven't been we're sure. We're meeting different CEO types, or maybe it's that, maybe it's that they're assholes to everyone except me, which if that's the case, I, that's dope. Uh, I'm, I don't give a shit mm. as long as they're nice to me, but I, I don't know if we're talking about the same type of, well, well, I don't story, know, like, that, I like I've, I've met, more. hold on, the autistic mm -hmm really smart really nice ceo dude that type that's like the nicest person ever i feel like that's how all of them behave on surface though like i've met quite a few hospital ceo types right and you can imagine like the hospital ceos in it for the you know making sure patients do well or whatever but what you'll find in hospital ceos is like the people that actually do the work say for example doctors and nurses there's almost no concern for that group whatsoever among most CEOs. They because their obligations are one to the many of these CEOs are hired by whoever to run the company, and their obligation is to like shareholders and making money, 
their obligations to make sure that they look good on paper for like regulatory people. And their obligations are to make sure like the outcomes for patients work out well. The like how the actual people in the building are doing is really like fourth priority. And, and usually like you'll find that most doctors, nurses will tell you that like they're, they're not a priority at all. So at some level, you have to throw someone under the bus as a business person to make ends meet. And I get that. Like, you know, I said, like, I, I think of that as like just a reality of living in that world of corporatization. But I just don't know, like, what those folks do. Can they check that behavior at the door with their own family or not? I, I'm kind of suspicious about that. <laughs> like, so my, my point is, like, they seem nice because people that make it to those levels usually are personable. So they can play whatever character they need to play um, at the time they need to play it. So, so it's hard to tell if their niceness is just acting or whatnot is all I'm saying. Well, don't tell me that. Okay? <laughs> so so that, that, what I'm saying is I that type of hear. person, the question you have to ask yourself is when you're meeting someone like that, how do you suss that out? Like, how do you detect like true virtue I'm the, versus You know how I virtue? do it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know how I do it? I just do it naturally because I'm the most annoying type of person to date. Like I, so, I don't, yeah. if they can handle I don't you, they can sleep, I don't, I don't do anything sexual with men for like the longest time. There's, I have a, I'm a, I call myself a raid boss. I'm essentially like, if you, to get me in bed, like there's a quest line. Okay. It's not easy. It's not easy. <laughs> and I'm just telling you, right. Yeah. There a raid is. boss. I love it. You're there the quest is. master. You're the quest and, giver. And it's great at weeding people out, you know, because the assholes, like if they're not, if they really just want to sleep with me, they'll be gone. They'll be gone like a month in. And, and the quest line lasts months and months, man. It's not a. Yeah. Interesting. You gotta yeah. Get that's your that's usually out. how it works. You gotta. Yep. Yeah. It's usually how it works. If you're, um, if you're careful. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny the quest yeah, <laughs> the I, raid do, I, I weed them out they they get sick of it and they leave and they've I'm got like, okay. they've got to form a guild and get like swords and shields and shit to take you on like <laughs> it's like a world of warcraft raid yeah that's funny <laughs> i'm just picturing that right it, it, it's possible i could be getting bamboozled no matter what but i feel like i feel like i naturally repel um bad men because the trouble is like when you psychoanalyze things too much, then the problem becomes you could become skeptical of anybody saying anything. And I think like the more optimistic view of the world is where you assume generally people are good. And if you don't have that worldview, you're literally walking around assuming everyone around you hates you for some reason. That worldview doesn't get you very far either. So on the one hand, like if you're pretty open, it can be hurt. You can get hurt. On the other hand, if you're not, you're hurting yourself anyway. So you you basically take a hundred percent chance your life is shit versus you know a twenty percent life <laughs> chance or something that your life is shit. But there's no such thing as like, um, you know, you you can't be totally skeptical, psychoanalyzing everybody and get away with it and then have a good life either. Just weird. Um, it's like you're shrinking people's heads every time you're meeting with them. It's like because then what happens is you are basically like overreading what people think um and women tend to do that by the way women tend to do that with guys in particular like oh you know you know you, you didn't do this and therefore you know you know because guys notoriously don't say what they feel 
Um, if you're going to miss someone or if you're going to, if you love them or whatever, you didn't give them flowers. Like guys are notoriously sto stoic about that sort of thing. And so a woman usually knows when a guy loves her without having to do all those things. But at the same time, the woman will gaslight the guy into like, oh, you didn't say this. You didn't buy me such and such for, you know, you know, like for, <laughs> for uh, Valentine's or whatever and that kind of thing. And sort of like they, women tend to push that boundary um, as far as like wanting to have guys show affection, even if it's not their natural tendency. So that's the other funny thing too, is like, there's plenty of people that um, will love you and your family, but at the same time, won't necessarily show it every five seconds because it's not a guy thing to do oftentimes. Um, so then, yeah. Do you, so if, if you want someone who's outwardly that way, who you can sense it at any given moment, that's a different type of person usually. Like it's a Mother Teresa type of whatever. That's what kind of I name. love. It's, it's like, I'm not sure you can find like, but, but then you get out of that alpha territory pretty quickly, generally speaking. Yeah. You know, yeah, so I mean, that's the, that's the problem. But these are CEO types. Listen, and it's not, um, it's not me. See tech, tech CEOs. They love me. I don't know what okay. it is. They just love me. Yeah. You, you're edgy enough and everything else. And. You, you seem is like that what it is? You, I have no idea why these guys you're, like you're reasonably like technologically forward and that kind of thing. So I think that's I can see that. They do. They they love Zen Zen. Some of them are whack, but I feel like most of them are like really fucking nice people. Just really, really. Yeah, kind. I'm sure. Out of curiosity, are these are these startup CEOs. Uh, usually, no. These, uh, these, no. Like, yes. I attract no, 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 a okay. type. I I definitely attract okay. a type, and they're not the startup type. And I don't like the startup types either. I've I've come across those guys too. They're assholes. They're not. Yeah, nice. I'm gonna, I'm I don't gonna say like they're more likely people. I don't like mean people. So, aren't you stereotyping like a whole bunch of people that could be? You know, really, really, really nice that they've done a startup because they want to do something different because they're tired of being shat on and people shitting on others. And you're just going, nah, you're a startup, go fuck yourself. You got nothing. <laughs> you got oh, you, you, no, 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 that's not what happened. Sorry, I'm doing something else. So I'm like, uh, I'm doing two things at once. So I don't know if I'm coming across wrong. No, I don't. I don't. When I'm like, it's not like I pull up a ledger of my romantic options and I'm like, you have a startup, you're a shit, goodbye. That's not what, I'm just saying like my experience in dating the startup guys, like the, I have a type that I attract and it's not those guys. And the startup guys that I have, that have liked me have been like psycho, not nice people. Not saying that all of them aren't, but. I mean, for reference, dude, the last startup guy, uh, startup company guy, he wanted to pay me to be in an exclusive relationship with him. Like, transactionally wanted to give me money. Really? Um, and pay my, yes. Like, a like, where does that come like from? That. Like, it's a business like, deal. But where does that, like, how'd that come out of his head? That's weird, right? I have no fucking idea, but it was so weird. It was so uncomfortable and fucking weird. It's like you can't go around buying people. I don't understand what the fuck mm. <laughs> that psychology is. Don't know. That's weird. I haven't heard that concept before. 
If you'll stay so solo with me here, I'll, I'll pay you even. Um, I don't know, but it, maybe that's like a product of the world we live in. Like maybe it's like you just can't seem to like. He's not interested in like someone who's just going to be like quasi dating and sleeping around. He doesn't know you. He doesn't know how to say that directly, except to say like. And you know, because the weird thing the guys get accused of is like. You know, you might be coming on too strong if you're asking someone to be exclusive from the get-go or something. And you might not be the person that needs to be asked this. Like, you're already exclusive um, from the start if you start to date somebody, maybe. You don't date, like, three people at once or something. But, like, people don't know this. And it become, it's become so common now that they don't know what to expect out of you. I mean, you almost have to explicitly say it. I don't, you know. But it's weird to have to say I, all that I, on the first I, date, I, isn't it? I do that's, say that's the problem. that. I mean, I say that on the first, I like, I lay it all out on the table, like the kind of person I am. And I, I only talk to one person, like one person at a time, even in the talking stage. Like I don't, yeah. it's like, but, it's, but it's, it's even weird, when I like say how, that, they don't fucking believe me or they'll like, like let's be say, mean let's and aggressive. But let's say a hundred years ago when like people didn't maybe sleep around as much as they do now or something, then that was, an, that didn't need, that was not a thing that needed to be said. Like it doesn't have to come up in a conversation on a date because it just wasn't the culture or society at the time. And now it's like, we just live in a world where it's like, guys probably don't know what to think. You know, it's the world of Tinder and everything else, right? We don't like, nobody knows what to think and they don't know you from anybody else when they first meet you. And it's weird to get into this long, like, you know, like these are all the variables that I have and you know, whatever, like you're giving them a list of like your, your components and they have to like check you out like a, the sticker on a car or whatever, because like, wait, I, I do this, I don't do this, I do this, I don't do this. It's just a weird experience to have to have to explain this. It makes it worse when they don't believe you as well. Like, it, it's a case of... Oh, so there you go. Yeah, why would they believe you, though? Because their, experience, like, their personal experience has probably been that they can't believe somebody. I always go into it, and I, I tell every bird that I give a chance, look, I only do one at a time. I turn around, I make the same joke every time. How do men have the time and energy to have more than one bird at a time? You women exactly. are actually enough. <laughs> yeah, who has, who has the energy? Exactly. Like, I, I definitely, I, I even say like, I go to the gym, I climb, I walk my dog, I go for runs and stuff. Like, I don't have the energy for one woman, let alone two. You need to just believe I'm only talking to you with the leftover energy that I've got left. And I just don't believe it. And I'm sitting there going, for fuck's sake, I get like five hours a day to myself. Like, what, what's, where am I going to get the extra time from? And that that is, it's because I've never used Tinder. I've never used Hinge. I've never used anything like that. I don't believe in it. It's just not for me. And it's, it, yeah, I, I don't like the society we live in. Like, bring on the nukes. Let's do the reset. Hey, SJL, did you have something to add to the combo? We're just sort of BSing today. Uh, yeah, no big deal. I'm just trying to sort out my Bluetooth headphones. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's all good. You like use this as a test environment. <laughs> it, are they working? <laughs> like, let us know. Anyway. Um, Yes, and it's like, yeah, the, the, the weirdness of folks and uh, like how to navigate that it seems really tricky in the universe of like dating apps and all that shit. So like, I, I like, I feel that I don't know what's going on. I don't know if it's just my experience or what, but I think the biggest reason that dating feels so lonely and I'm kind of just like, I'm, I think I'm fine just dying alone, honestly. Is that like genuinely I look at people around me dating and uh, girls like really mean guys. And I've, w f from my experience, it seems like 
most men like hate me, not just me, but like women. It, it, they, there's like a sense of like they hate me f- that I'm like not a man or there's like this um, tension or like anger coming from the I don't even know. I don't understand it. So I don't I didn't even know how to like say these words, but it's like really. Besides these, I, these I know what you're saying. CEO guys, they're nice. They're the only Zin, nice ones. Zin, I get what you're saying. I think you're confusing uh, what's actually happening. It's men just can't be fucked anymore. And it's a case of men and women now, as Sophie said, they're so fucking promiscuous that if you find a good guy, usually they get hurt. Like, I'm definitely part of that pool. I've been hurt a few times. And it's a case of we just can't be bothered going through it anymore. Like, like you said, we just rather die alone than have to go through the hassle and bother of fucking people. It's just, why? <laughs> why put yourself in a vulnerable position just to get stamped on again? It's just not worth it. And it's maybe they see you and you've reminded them of someone. Maybe your confidence, because you're an artist, right? So I'm assuming you're extremely confident. That, confident? That... No, yeah, confident. no. Opposite. So you're not confident? No, I have aching existential depression. Like I have, I uh, like being a, stuck in a human body is like debilitating almost. No, I'm not confident. I'm not confident. I feel like, I feel like most of my dating life has been me paying for the sins of like uh, girlfriends past. And I just, I don't know what's going on because I'm a fucking goblin. Like I'm not having sex with fucking anyone i i'm in my room like reading books and i'll get like a text of like where were you it's like what i'm in my room the same place i always am reading you've you've also got the other thing where have you seen how social media is basically that there's there's two different like there's a big cross in between now where it's like men's self-help is you mean fuck all do something get better get money, like live your life, fuck everything else off. You, you're not big enough. No one's coming to save you. So sort yourself up. Stop relying on people. Uh, she doesn't mean it. Fuck her off. Like, you know, just focus on yourself. Or women's self-help is like, you're the best. If they're not earning over a hundred grand a year, they're not worth your time. Uh, you know, <laughs> if they're not treating you like a princess, and just 100%, 110% of the, if they're not dreaming about you and pleasing you, then they're not worth it. And it's honest to fucking God. It's social media that is the problem with this. And men feel isolated. Yeah, so yeah, I agree. Isolated. It's creating a bunch of sociopathic behavior. Like and there's, unrealistic there's a, nonsense. Yeah. Like there's, the, there's there's kind of like being, I love videos. being treated like a princess. I don't yeah, understand. I love it's not about, that. Yeah, but that's fine. But the whole point is 110% of the time. Do you see the fallacy in that? You can't do it 110% of the time. This, this doesn't, this no, an I think thing. that is good advice. Most of my girlfriends go after the guys that like hurt them and are fucking mean to them. They like like guys that are mean to them. It's like, why the fuck would you? Of course you should go after the Zin. nice guy who Zin, gives you powers. Like, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not saying don't do that. I'm saying 110% of the time. That 10% is impossible. You can't go more than a hundred percent effort. It doesn't. It doesn't exist. How? How, how can you? Wait, what do, do you mean? That? All right. So there's treating a woman with respect and like a princess, right? If you're in love and all that sort of stuff, like Safi did within two months of meeting his girl, getting married and all that sort of thing. Can <laughs> we use that one? He's treated her like a princess, and he's done. He's done the right thing. He's been respectful. But a woman that expects it above and beyond, no matter what the fuck. No, it doesn't. We're all people. We're all human beings. I'm not subservient to anyone. I would treat a woman that I'm with with respect, care, dignity. If I'm in love with them, I'll treat them with love. 
that if I need my time, I'm not going to turn around and go, you know what? I'm not important. You are. Fuck everything about myself. Uh, and that, that's the expectations nowadays in the dating. It's you don't you don't matter. I do. And it, it's it's almost like um, uh, a reverse hierarchy, I'd say. <laughs> and that, that's how it is now, because that's what's being done on social media. Go, go have a look at some of the experiments being done. It's fucking ridiculous. I, I love being treated really nicely. I don't I don't understand. I think I'm missing something. Of course, I'm not going to if someone is not kind to me, um, I'm not going to be romantically interested in them. OK, Zin, say I've had a really not, bad am day. Am I missing work. something? Explain. Say I've had a really bad day at work or I've been beaten the shower or stabbed and I'm in hospital, right? Just let's go to an extreme. So I've been stabbed and I'm in hospital. I'm lying there. I've got a fucking hole in my stomach. I'm, I'm dying. You and me are together, right? And you come in going, why didn't you call me? I was bleeding out. <laughs> I was halfway through death. That's the level of mentality we're getting to now. Now I'm not like if, I, if I've had a normal day and I haven't called you because I'm being an arsehole. By all means, I'm being an arsehole. But like, do, do you see the extreme that I'm going to here? That, <laughs> so that's, saying that's, it's that's, like there's a, there's a failure of like sufficient normal people in the world <laughs> that just act normal. Yeah, normal yeah exactly. I, I'm lying there, passed out on the anesthesia because they're trying to operate in my stomach. She comes into the operating room, slapping the shit out of me while I'm passed out. What is fuck? Who are you with? Who is this bitch? You're with? <laughs> like dead, basically. <laughs> I just bleed out. She just slapped me to death. How fucking dare you die on me? <laughs> I, I, okay. Yeah, I hear you. I, I'm kind of guilty of this. Sometimes, sometimes I'll get upset, or I'll be like, "Why, why, yeah, why, why didn't you call me or whatever?" And then yeah. they were busy, but then it's yeah. like, "Oh, sorry." Yeah, so but I don't if they've know been if stabbed. I'm guilty of it. I don't know no, if no, no, no. something bad or if it's like that's normal woman. That, that that's normal behavior between a man normal and a woman. woman behavior. <laughs> it, it, it is. No, no, it I is. Have woman brain, unfortunately. Yeah, you have woman brain, <laughs> but. You wouldn't go up to a guy that's been stabbed that you're seeing and go, why didn't you call me as he's bleeding out on the table, would you? Like, that, 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 that's the point I'm making. That's how extreme I mean, it, it depends. Then. I'm just I, kidding. I, I, yes, <laughs> but you, you see the point I've made, how, right? How, how long he went not calling me. She's, she has to defend womankind at some point, Chugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's going, yeah, yeah, Chugs, you're right. But, like, she's sitting there going, I've got to defend my fellow woman at the same time. No, 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 I would. I'd slap the shit out of you. Like, wake up. Call me. No, I, I think I, I'm probably like very annoying because I, I need a lot of love. I, I, need, I need like very high doses of it. So Yes, I can give you. But I, I give I give a lot too, man. So I, I don't I don't know if it's that unfair, you know. I'm pretty um I think I'm pretty even with it. Yeah, but like, and everyone, women has their like little personality quirk. Like, for example, um, like let me give us some examples. My wife might do. She'll be like, "All right, um, get us something to eat," and I'm like, "Wait, what do you want to eat?" Like, you know, and she won't give any guidance. Then you'll go out and you'll go get something. She doesn't actually say anything specific. Um, and then you'll be like, "Oh no, I didn't want this." Like, you know, like I'm like, we, "That's why you're supposed to tell me what you, you want." And Steffi, then, I've done things like that. And, then, and do you know what I do? I tell him, then, I don't care. By the way, I wanted pizza. No, but the flip side of this is, so then you're like, okay, next time I'm going to call and see what she wants and stuff and get exactly what she wants. And then what she'll do is like, let's say three days have gone by. We've eaten the same fucking thing for three days. And she's not thinking clearly like, wait, like, I'm like, why are you ordering that again? We've had that for three days straight. What, what do we need to do this? 
And uh, so she doesn't like, <laughs> so this is the kind of thing, it's just very funny. Like if you call, it's one set of problems. If you don't, it's a different set of problems. And it's always around that one thing. Like, like you're like, wait a minute, like just roll the dice, eat something. Or like, who gives a shit what I bring home? Just eat it. Like, what, what, like what's the difference? You know, like, <laughs> so at some level, I'm like, I don't care. You order whatever you want. I'll just eat that. That way there's no drama here as far as like what we're going to have. So these kind of funny little things, you, you like people are just quirky like that. Like um, sometimes it's a guy thing. Sometimes it's a girl thing. It's just weird. Uh, just there there is a trick to this though, Safi. You're a bit fucked because you're already married. I mean, it's not a bad thing. Just don't find, don't marry a fussy eater. That's it. Find a woman that yeah, isn't but, fussy. Yeah, but do you know that really for sure um, initially? Because it's one thing, fussy is one thing when you say, okay, like you're eating out and do whatever. If you get to a point where you're like cooking at home, you have to actually make food. Um, well, like your fussiness or not requires, you know, a couple hours of food prep time or something or an hour or whatever. Uh, it gets just more, and you don't know that usually like when you're dating and stuff about people. It's just not something you really. Yeah. To be fair, you just you kind of discover it from the takeout though. If you learn what sort of takeout they like, you just mimic it into your own sort of style of cooking. Like, I, I love cooking. I randomly go out of my way to make random fucking things, like just because I think so they go, well, that could go well together. I always try and tailor it towards say like an Italian or a Mexican style, just because that's all or even Japanese, just because that's what I enjoy eating. But if I was with someone, well, I mean I've done it before when I've been with someone. I've I've, I've made a specific dish. I can't even remember. I think okonomiyaki because they said they liked uh, tuna or something like that and salmon. So I made okonomiyaki specifically for them because that's what they'd eat if they were to go to like a sushi sort of bar or to Japan or you know what I mean. So it's just a case of learning that. But, and I, then but I'm just bringing it up not so much that we don't. I don't know what she likes to eat. It's just that like she'll have this mood for that day, and I'm like, wait a minute, like what do you care what you're eating that day? Like you know why, why are you worried about it? It, you know, so there's a bit of a like, even when you know what someone wants and you know you're going to bring that for them, and then it's like these plus or minus things as far as like, oh, but I'm not hungry today. Like, all right, fine, so I'll put it in the fridge. Like, why did I buy this right now then? Like, you know, these kinds of things. Um, it's not like anything really bad. It's just my point is like, mm, like when it's you funny, don't like to wait. What, what irritates the guy is what irritates the guy is the the girl already knows the guy gets irritated by these sorts of things and. Couldn't you just sort of say what you want to eat and then just say it and like, and then that's it? Yeah, or this is or, a woman version of winding a man up. We wind we wind women yeah, up the world it's with. Just winding it's up. The most amazing, yeah, exactly. It's the most amazing thing in the world seeing them just blow their casket and you getting the fuck out of there and knowing you don't have to deal with it until later. And it just festers and obviously not in a horrible way, just a wind up. Like you make an annoying noise enough times for them yep, to freak these out. Are, these are definitely wind ups for sure. Yeah, but it's interesting how like no matter how many years go by. The same people are wound up by the same things, and the same people that like to do the winding like to do that forever. Like that's just their. Oh yeah, I'm the biggest wind up you'll ever fucking come across. Like it's just something that I love it. There's there's something amazing about being able to get under someone's skin but not hurt them. Do you know what I mean? Like don't don't actually like go out your way to fucking hurt them, but winding someone up and annoying them. I I just get a thrill out of it. A sick thrill. I'll admit. what do you think of uh, uh like um chugs here he's got his theories going on <laughs> or i probably like, made a real bad impression on zin she's probably thinking this guy's wait, a what? fucking what? asshole wait, like <laughs> wait did you say my name what happened yeah i was like what's your vibe check on chugs here um oh my vibe check yeah like what uh, 
his, his mindset, his thinking. Uh, his like, before you answer, I just want to say this. I appreciate brutal honesty over anything else. So be as brutal as you want. If you think I'm a cunt, just call me a cunt. Like it's it's fine. So yeah, I I, I much no. more appreciate the truth. <laughs> no, my vibe check is I think that sounds completely reasonable. Um the only like mental note vibe check I made is like that uh I at least romantically I just or I I feel I feel like autistic saying this out loud. I like crossed you off or I was like, well that that wouldn't ever happen. Not it not as like a serious thing, just like a mental note. Oh yeah, no, don't like, worry about it. What do you th- what do you think was the what do you think was the thing that like uh, Ooh, mentally crossed you off? Yeah, yeah, please. I, uh, I what, just, what was the I thing? would I would annoy the shit uh, out of someone like you. I would annoy the shit. Out of you. <laughs> you, would, you would uh, you would Zin, hate. I would you I require, I'm a I require that I'm treated like really really well, or I leave. Like I don't. And I I think I can be quite a lot, I think. So I might die alone just because. But that's the thing, man, is like, I feel like um, I'd rather not that I deserve it, but I think it's just like it's kind of like Darwinism. Like if I don't meet someone that's like super fucking nice and treats me really, really, really well and has a lot of patience and a lot of energy, um then i just die out that's like you know that's so the Zin, what, do you, what do you think of this then it, would this be your sort of standard so with my ex she would never eat at my like to begin with she was just very very like timid about eating she'd be very shy about it so i cleared out one of the drawers downstairs and i just filled it up with her favorite snacks like some healthy some not and said this is your drawer let yourself into it like you know anything you want put in there and just help yourself to whatever it is and that was my way of basically saying eat fucking food and enjoy yourself like stop being shy in obviously a nice way like that that's the sort of person i am when i start noticing those sort of negative trends because like you know i i want to see someone happy that i'm with i don't want to see them sitting there starving because they're too shy to eat in front of someone or like just yeah so that sort of that that's the sort of thing i would do to try and like you know or if they felt uncomfortable just like staying in the house i'd ask them like what, what can i do to make you more comfortable being here while i go to work or something like that? What, what, what do you want Wait, are you are you asking what i think of that or what yeah, yeah so does that kind of offset the whole you think i wouldn't be nice initially no i don't think you wouldn't be nice i think that um what i require in a romantic partner is like probably what the same sort of thing that would like annoy you about women today um i think i'm like even higher standards than that like i said earlier a lot of shit for this i will date i have dated men for years and not slept with them okay yeah i I can't do that yeah i'm a weird person man like i i like and i've had weird relationships like i just i don't know but I, I've learned from the past, though, because uh, one of my the, the big ex I almost married, she'd use sex as a weapon that if you're not sexually compatible, it won't work. And that's why if you were to withhold, like, obviously, I was, if I was with someone and they were to withhold sex for a fucking long time, it's not a case of I want to pump and dump you. <laughs> it's a case of I want to know that we're compatible enough to last for the next fucking 50 years. Uh, and if not, then, yeah, we just go to being friends. It's as simple as that. Like, if, if you, Because, you know, if there's no sexual chemistry, it doesn't work. Everyone knows that. Like, it, 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 it's a matter of fact. 
Yeah, I think I'm the way I am because of I wasn't religious, but I did respect the idea when I was younger of not having sex until marriage. So I kind of developed or like my brain developed around that conception. And I don't have that conception anymore um, just because no one's getting married anymore. So I don't really have an expectation for marriage. Um, but I still kind of have that sort of like, well, there's going to be a trial period. Like the the times I've dated people that were years, it was when I was very young and I wanted to get married. Um, but yeah, I'm just annoying. I, I, that, that's it. It's not a problem with you. I, you I think it's I'm also an annoying person. Yeah, I think Jacob, that's like the least annoying thing I've ever heard. What is? Um, yeah, SJ is compatible with you, basically, is what he's saying. No, but um, I also like flowers. And I also like, mm. and I also get anxious sometimes. And I like, have, like when you guys are like shit talking women, I'm totally guilty of that. Like some people get like, anxious. I highly like doubt. I highly doubt if you someone if your boyfriend was to get stabbed and be unconscious for two days, you'd take it out on him that he hasn't called you. Like we're not shit talking no, women. I have, like, we're had shit times talking. when I'm PMSing and I'm convinced that like they hate me and they're. But that's normal. That that's hormones. That's that's perfect. Every man expects that. Any man that goes into a you know serious relationship but doesn't expect hormonal like outbursts is a fucking idiot. There's plenty of fucking idiots, though. That's the problem. Yeah, actually, that, that's, that's a valid point. I, I, is, I, I, is there I, a dating yeah. night? Baby, is that a dating night going on? Mm, yeah, something like that. Did you find a girl yet? No, I am injective man. And I was about to say, yeah, he changed his name again. He just married his, uh, he married his uh, bag. <laughs> He married his bag. No. Names I'm not a human. You can see my name is Injective Man. I made by Dr. Chan. I got good face. I got bo- good body and better than you, Chaga. But I don't have any genitals. Hey, I just um, want to turn around and say, well played. I'm, I'm glad you got a better body than me. Uh, you've obviously worked very hard for it. And uh, I salute you for it, buddy. No, he's it's, never, it's like... He's never getting married. He's never having children. Just give up, man. Yes. Dr. Chen, forget to put genitals in my body. This is why. Dr. Chen forgot to put genitals in your body. I think he's role-playing. The, That's a frust- that is a frustrating problem, man. That is a frustrating situation. I hate when that happens. God does that sometimes. <laughs> Injective, what, what do you want the doctor to design your prosthesis for? Yes, it's for saving the blockchain from the centralized. Evils, you know, I am the superhero who is going to save this blockchain. I, I think the issue was, uh, Sefi, there'd be too high of a gas fee if they gave him genitals. <laughs> yeah, that's some serious, like, nerd. Um, that's some serious nerd, like, um, energy right there, Honky, or whatever your name is today. Injective man, what it says, Honky on my screen. <laughs> what Honky. <laughs> He, he just experimented with names like uh, I yeah. still think it's Bruce. I'm sorry. I still think it's Bruce of the voice changer. I, I'm never like he just got the same sort of vibe when Bruce wants to uh, role play. I, I, I know you, I know you're telling me he's not, but there's just something about him. No, I think he's got he has enough retard energy that like you can't actually believe he's real. 
but he actually is. It's that. It's that. It does. It does feel. I. I. I just want to know if his stories are true about the family that he like got to buy into fucking Luna. Like I just. I don't. I don't believe it now. Like he's just. He's. He's been too comical going forwards. Do you know? Like, well, maybe he's not being comical. Maybe I'm just laughing at his like. It's. It's partly the. It's for you. It's partly the fact that Bruce is not here at the same time. So yeah, like, yeah, like there Batman is that thing. And like fucking Bruce but, Wayne, they're never in the same room, kind of thing. But the thing about Bruce is, what he'd do is he'd, he'd program Parker. a piece. Well, he'd program a PC with AI. Uh, he'd have a preloaded voice up, and he'd be talking to himself via that AI. And you know he would do that as well. So you're laughing because you fucking know like, he's done stuff like that. It'd be like, uh, like I can tell that's you under that fucking mask, Batman. You have the same mouth as Bruce Wayne. <laughs> oh, fucking hell, yeah. It, it was like that's, that, that's what it seems real. At least Spider-Man man is real. Jesus. Yes, Bruce is real, Injective Man is real, Bikram is real, and only thing is fake is Chaga's six-pack body. It's a Photoshop. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> Maybe it's DST then, with a fucking voice changer, because that's something he says all the fucking time, well, said all the time, wasn't it? That fucking, oh, that Scottish, what was, didn't he call you out as well? You've been called out by quite a few people on the long chain recently, and you've been avoiding them. What's Wait, going on there, sir? Avoiding you what right now? You, OX, L0X, and Bruce are always called out in the same sort of like sentence. Look at the scammers. Look at the scammers. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's like, every, it's like once a week I see it and I'm like, I, I, they've got the me all blocked. thinks that we are undermining their, their shit. You should be. Wait, like, I saw that too with Coach. Yep, that's well, the thing. They should be doing that because if you extract the money out of Lunk and you put it into something like autism, it might do something. Lunk's fucked. Take the market cap out. Like <laughs> put it into a proper project and migrate across. It's not hard. Like they're just fucking stupid. Wait, I'm are sorry. you guys scammers? I was wondering that too. Like I don't no. care. No, we we just create like interesting misinformation campaigns from time to time. <laughs> it's quite funny actually. <laughs> <laughs> I said that. Like today's I'd post like, was. Today's post was, um, and like normally I have like graphics and shit on my posts and charts or whatever bullshit. And this time I posted just simply, um, if you don't, um, like if you don't have your lunk to token staked and you haven't been like verified or whatever, then all the, we're going to vote to burn all lunk tokens that, that whatever haven't been staked. And I got started getting messages like, oh my God. Like, do I need to tell my friends who are on centralized exchanges that their tokens are going to get burned? And I'm like, yeah, you're probably going to be okay, but this is, you know, Gort Robot's fault. So I kind of like, I kind of like at somebody else as being the fault of the one causing this to happen. So we're, uh, yeah, Bruce and I just have fun like, oh, time and time. You fuckers do that to me all the time. Like, you'll, you'll make a joke, right? And then I'll be in the chat just like minding my own business. I was the mic on mute and I'll just be like working or something. And you go, yeah, but Chuck said this. And I'm like, whoa, wait, wait, what? What did I say? And I sound guilty because I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> and then I have to shift the blame onto someone else. Like, Bikram usually is my target. Yeah, I just periodically like... have to attribute something to someone that they didn't actually say. That's a lot of fun. Oh. But like, yeah, oh, it's yeah, it, it, it's good fun there. <laughs> uh, it, it's very good fun, Zin. Like, it, 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 they've been doing this for about two, well, the two years I've known them since uh, the long revival. Bruce drives well, me insane. I don't, I don't see Steffi and Bruce as like the same type of person at oh all. Oh my god, we're like a, oh. we're like brothers from another mother. 
legit when them two are together it's like <laughs> devolution of like fucking degenerates going and it, the longer they sit in a space and the more tired they get the worse they get and like you can hear it because Sefi gets you can hear when Sefi's tired like you can change and then Bruce is obviously following his lead and then Bruce will say something dumb and then Sefi will go yeah 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 he'll, he'll join in and someone else will say something dumb and this is Sefi's line every time he's like yeah so Bruce <laughs> he just starts a brand new narrative and it's just there is uh, no similarity between Bruce and Sefi. Sefi is a blockchain doctor, and Bruce is a blockchain legend. Okay. Who do you think fixes up the legend? Is Sefi? No, I just I find it's like um, whether it's on the internet or in real life, or whatever. It's it's hard to find like really really wickedly smart people, and um, Bruce is one of those people. So like I get along with them really well. Oh my god. No, I'm serious. It's it's quite difficult. Like I mean, like you can talk to people on like I talk to like, you know, tech developers and all this sort of shit, people that built all these different blockchains all the time, right? Like so I chat with them, I have DMs with them, whatever, and like we talk about stuff. But like mm, those people aren't necessarily genuinely fun. Like they're you know, so it's easy to be nerdy. A lot of those people are on crypto Twitter and shit, right? You've met all those people. And then you have like a lot of the kids and stuff that are just goofing around, buying NFTs and talking shit, goofing off. There's those spaces. But to find some people that are really generally smart and kind of like entertaining and fun is just not that difficult. And it's just not that easy, honestly. <laughs> like, so uh, I get along with Bruce really well. For sure. <clears throat> yeah, it's like, it's very funny too. He'll like, he'll telegram me some sort of like, um, <laughs> he'll have some sort of like issue going on and he'll telegram me in the middle of the night on, you know, the telegram phone thing. And he's like, pick up, pick up, pick up, pick up. <laughs> he has some major decision to make and he'll call me to like try to figure it out. It's very funny. Um, so yeah, you and I get along really well. So is it true? I just heard about this news and the, and the rumor has it that you are a blockchain doctor, right? Uh-huh. A blockchain doctor? What does that mean? I mean, you are a doctor who treats blockchain patients. I mean, not. Yeah. Is that true? Uh, blockchain oh. patients. Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. So can you treat... It could be true. People DM me stuff all the time. They're like, hey, what do I do with this medical problem? Like, let me let me see if I know anything about it. <laughs> But blockchain problems, no. Um, I can tell you why your blockchain sucks. That, that's pretty good at that. <laughs> but outside of that, no. I'm not there to repair it. So you are a mole? Like you, somebody like US government sent you to destroy this blockchain community? So I can, I can send something, you know? Yeah. No. <laughs> So, um, like, we've been stringing. So you this are my company for a long time. What do you mean, destroy the community? Yes, I am injective man. You know, my job is to keep protected this community, this blockchain industries. Okay, so this is why my, you know, the saints is saying something like problem is going on. Yes. Injective man Zen is the one I think you today. I mean, he is he is protecting the community if he calls out the retarded communities for being mm -hmm. retarded, right? Right. That, that that does protect 
everyone. One green right, flag but- is that he's uh, sussed me out, so that's good news. Right? Like, yes. so he's making progress at least. Yes. How playing a character, you know? I find Twitter people to be funny. It's like, you said number was going to go up. It didn't go up, you liar. I'm like, what? Like, like, <laughs> like what, are you th- what are you talking about? That's like saying, uh, I know what the weather is going to be like six months from now or something. I, I mean, you did chill the fuck out of Zeph to me, like, to a point where you made me buy it in fucking space. Go, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. All of a sudden, it's like halved in value. I'm like, oh, thank you, Zeph. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't give that much of a shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't give it. I did it for the shit. Down, and gigs. That's normal. Yeah. yeah. But, but, you, like, but the funny thing is, in the people on crypto Twitter who actually think that you can see the fucking future, that's a thing. Oh, yeah. I yeah. think that, like, literally you can see the future and you know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. Like, oh, you posted some stock. And um, the, the assumption is, is that, like, that means it's about to go up or something. You know, like, <laughs> it's just the funniest thing. Hey, bro, hey, I just want to ask something like, you know, the few days ago, the U.S. senators, like, they attacked, you know, this Facebook chairman, and Mark Zuckerberg, and something like TikTok chairmen, and they attacked some, some, something like they blame them for the, you know, the victims. So you said that that news is really viral. So do you believe this, you know, these chairmen and these, these developers or the, the, the builders like Mark Zuckerberg and the others like, are they really to blame for this kind of, you know, this is a, this, I, I think this is a fault of the parents, you know, the children dying, the sex trafficking and etc. etc. It's a, not a fault of platform, you know, it's a fault of parents and the government. We're going to go down this, go down this dark route here. Um, I right. think what he's referring to is basically like they had Zuckerberg and what's, what's the C- chief CEO of like Twitter. It's that lady. What's I forget her name. Oh, no money. Yeah, but they have like they have several like CEOs of these social media companies sh- sit there in front of Congress and they basically like kind of blast them. Yeah, they do this every year or so. Like they blast them. Oh, there's like content we don't like on there. Or maybe like there's child trafficking that might happen or, you know, like child pornography, whatever. Like they'll, they'll have these things. And then like they expect basically on the one hand, they'll expect like all of this to be policed by somebody. On the other hand, when they try to police these things, everyone gets upset because like, if you have to, you know, send censor things and whatever, like you'll wind up censoring good people as well, accidentally. So that, that, that whole dialogue goes on and on and on for like, it's been going on for 20 years, just nothing new at all about it. It's really been happening ever since the internet, really. Like, so, it was actually- so, so, so I, I just want to say something like, is the, is your government want a digital colonization? So what's the, what, what is the, Thing you guys wanted it's a digital what? digital colonizations like what is that? colonism it's like you know you guys want to rule this world by these social medias like one government want to like if i say something like you can sucks so twitter going to you know remove my profile so this that's that's like you people are going to say something what is the agendas of the west I, and I, I call my retard uh, translator Alsefi. He means censorship. Yeah. No, no, nobody really cares exactly, and nobody really controls anything. 
This is the this yeah. Is the, that's Occam's razor applied to geopolitics. Yeah, it's really simple. No one gives a fuck about any of these things. Uh, like, and no, there's not really like some sort of like particularly deep thing I've seen at least in social media or whatever that like pushes one definitive narrative over the other. Like these things just come out of like randomness. Like they just come out of the blue. Um, I saw a lot of it happen like during COVID and stuff. Like stuff that nobody even ever said it became like memes on the internet, just like out of the blue. And yeah, it's just a weird phenomenon. But like, I would say like if anything today, like most people feel like, I think the way the human mind works, we were never designed to see this much information. It's that simple. Like let's say you lived 200 years ago and you were living in a small town somewhere in your home country. And like, you know, maybe like one child got kidnapped in that village in, you know, in 20 years, maybe like a few crimes get committed. Maybe like you heard about a war in a faraway place, whatever. Right. But it doesn't really like hit you front and center every five seconds. And when you're living in an increasingly digital life where you're just playing around on your phone all the time, what happens is you see a lot more information about negativity and all sorts of other shit that you probably ought not to see. Like even even like let's say in the nineteen fifties or something, probably before television, you know how many atrocities and shit probably happened during World War Two. I mean, probably way more than what you know has happened. Probably, it's probably, probably even, like a hundred more than the average yeah, person. Yeah, probably hundred x more than what you yeah. probably have perceived, and probably all sorts of just ridiculous silliness probably happened. But the thing is, you were not exposed to it because you didn't have as many cameras, you didn't have as many video, whatever it is, you didn't have as much media, and um, you know, like. And, he, and back in those days, probably, yeah, probably every, every, every other politician fucked around or whatever. Who knows how many girlfriends, you know, George Washington or whoever had. But the reality is you could spin a story about people and you can spin a legend about people that's very different than today. Whereas now it's like every single flaw a person has, every single, like, problem that happens in a theater, theater of war can be propagandized yeah, and, like, broadcast. And you you get a really a misrepresentation of the universe around you. So, for example, if you had like if you hear that 10 people in America have been kidnapped, like 10 kids and you're like, oh, my God, that's terrible. Sure. But that number was not going to be zero. Like, that's just not human beings. And on the other hand, the number of people in your immediate neighborhood that are kidnapped is probably like very low chance. You probably have a greater chance of getting hit by lightning or some shit. But you make you basically um... project the world in your head is like, oh, everyone's at war. Everyone's kidnapping everyone. Everyone's, you know, like, so the, the world we live in and like how social media portrays it, um, I think is a phenomenon of just like too much information. That your own neighbor had their kids kidnapped. Yeah, but like my point is like your your brain is being exposed to sort of a universe that um, does exist out there, but it's not existing at the level that you think it does or to the level that it needs. you need to worry about it as much as you think you should. And some people just can't handle that shit. Like, but as far as like, yeah, is social media like making everyone sociopathic, like Chugga was describing earlier? I think so. I think like our brains weren't designed for this for millions of years to handle this type of information. Um, I think I don't think any of us have the ability to truly yeah. handle it. So I, I believe I believe what, what you say. What type of information are you are you are you referring specifically to war? Just the sh- just now, just the like, sheer really, like information. Really just the sheer information overload that like a smartphone and the internet gives you that human beings before that shit did not have. Like if you look a hundred years ago, like your world mentally was much smaller as an average person living on the planet, right? You didn't worry about all that shit because it just wasn't front and center. 
And now everything's front and center and we were not evolved over millions of years to handle the emotions and the, the impact that has on our brain, basically. Can I, can I go off on this? Sure, yeah, go ahead. So like LLMs do like megabytes per second and we're literally doing not even, I think we're doing like eight kilobits a second as a, um, like obviously that's like the shallowest brainwave you can get and still be a sentient being. Um, but like if you go into brainwaves of like, oh, so many hertz, you'll find like resonances, like how people like to listen to Schubert's resonance and um, when they're on this planet at nighttime. Nice. I'm gonna I'm tell you something. When the world starts to get really bad and these mugs out here robbing, you gonna love digital currency. All these motherfuckers, they be running and gunning and I'm all like, I'm sitting back just having fun in the sun and then I'm like one out of a hundred, I'm just building up on it. So some of everything we built are in the last hundred upsets. You're getting salty, feeling faulty, you ain't no man. I keep robo here, grinning it, it, throwing up anarchy, smoking toiletries, spitting philosophies. Look at the dossier, we rack like geology. This layers to this shit, like it's sedimentary. All these little onion peels getting torn off and buried. Imagine the smell, that shit is a vital experience without knowing how you will not survive, period. Uh, he's a fucking trip, man. Jimmy, if you Jimmy, if you listen to this, right, you're getting absolutely fucking ripped to death, like on a spaceship alive, you little troglodyte bastard. I hope you fucking listen, I hope you come to my house soon. I swear to God, man, I've got fucking loads of weapons and my dogs, man. You just a little rat, man. Go on. Fuck off, man. Go on. Harmony. Me and the other one, do you looking for a fucking job? You fucking idiot. You've just been fucking up with this. Fuck off. Try to change the course of the portion philosophy. I'm just here for the corporation sponsor, but bottom me feels like I won the lottery, like I'm ghosting this pottery. Chill, Demi. Boy, the shit's supposed to be haunting. If it wasn't ain't no puzzle, you would try to train your muscle. Air dropping like a fatal hustle, but the pay is busting. Think of all the loss of crew just to pick up off the tricky custom. I figured all those sub dows would make up for something. I guess it just goes to show the fuck do I know? At least it's quiet over here. I like my little silo. It's better than watching them fight over how to divide my time between. Sitting at the desk and the ride home Devs at Mickey D's, they leeching off that Wi-Fi Zapdos and Moldy shipping more than five guys Console open, waiting for the kamikaze When the flash phone bang, they feeling like paparazzi Snapshot motherfuckers We got layers, meteor, a jawbreaker We cracking a lot of craters We wrapping a lot of pay dirt Maxing out relayers Imagine the smell, five dollar wrench to your Darth Vader It's, it's really funny uh, to us at Binance That everyone here is talking about uh, blockchain attack. We know who all the validators are. We know, we know where, where they live. And we're, and we're going to their house. And we're going with a range. To their a big range. And we will attack them with the range. And then we will take their validator node physically and put it in a truck and drive it to China. Right, so this is an extension of the, the activities you performed on, on BTC, right? Uh, funding and creating these massive uh, Bitcoin mines, putting them in caves, putting them in, in uh, factories that were abandoned in the past, and also using electromagnetic pulse bombs to detonate uh, the USA and the other country mines, right? So you're now applying this strategy to, to Lunk uh, in order to take over the chain, is that correct? Uh, it's more simple. There's no uh, EMP bomb, it's just a van of men in uh, Balaclava, and they have wrench, and they're taking the physical validators from people's houses. 
they are usually very fat and uh, usually uh, in the shower with you know with trying to wash uh, their mice uh, droppings off their uh, clothes so it's very simple we just walk in and we take it but if there is someone who is sitting at the computer or sleeping at the computer we uh, we hit them with the wrench really really hard and then they say stop don't do that again and we say that's okay just give us your validator note and then they give it to us and we drive it to china Ten spaces.